as surfers, we have a natural love for the ocean, being in the water and chasing thrills. Surfing and surf culture is at the core of Loose. We are a brand made for all-day thrill seekers, experience makers, and good time chasers. Inspired by the elements of surf that excite us the most, we create products begging for adventure, both into the water and out of the water. There's no stamp of approval needed to vibe with our tribe. So drop your inhibitions and get loose because fun feels better. Loose towels. Since 1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack. Customized, eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, EarthPack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. ColbyPlus.com is a new brand from a very experienced crew in the wetsuit and surf industry. An independently owned and family run business. All of their products are made with the best in the world materials and they only sell direct. So you're getting a top of the line product for much less. Their wetsuit line, Colby Plus Yamamoto uses Yamamoto number 39 and number 40 neoprene propriety jersey and what we believe is the best and most functional design and construction available. Their line of waterproof bags Colby Plus T-Zip feature completely water and airtight German-made T-Zip zippers. They have a tight line of traction and leashes and will have board shorts on the way in the spring featuring Swiss engineered shoulder fabric. They are currently shipping orders to the US, Canada and Australia. For you Aussies and Canadians, unfortunately, the shipping isn't free. ColbyPlus.com, Finless Skateboard Company. To honor our predecessors of surf shapers, we wanted to make sure that our skateboards were completely handmade, made of solid wood, and that the designs, the line work, and aesthetics of our boards are unique to each deck we create. No heat transfers, no stickers, except for our logo. The whole board is made of carefully assembled different species of wood with cores of hard maple and top and bottom sheets carefully assembled with various types of wood species to give our board 
Gardens, the look of a classic 1950s surfboard. Handcrafted is human, handcrafted is thoughtful, handcrafted is quality, handcrafted is community. Finless Skateboard Company. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Our guest this week, former pro surfer from Newport Beach. He made a living, a good living, flying high above the lip. His progressive surfing approach landed him on the podium regularly on the air show surfs. Surf contest circuit. I don't even know what they call it. They don't air even show. have it anymore. Air show, but there was multiple surfing air show. Sh- surfing. Yeah. There was different. There was a few different yeah. like leagues or events. Anyways, and he also traveled the world with Volcom filming for their surf movies. He's had many parts. He's now a dad, and he's sharing his surf knowledge with his daughter and many other soon-to-be superstars. My son too. Yeah, you and your son. Yeah, don't forget both. Him. Don't forget both of them. But we know your daughter's <laughs> ripping. Hey, we are pumped to hear about his sunscreen company. Sorry, Strider. Kava. <laughs> Sorry, Strider. Yeah, named after his daughter. And we're stoked to hear who you got on your coaching roster. And we welcome to the show Mr. Dave Surf Coach Post. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Thank you, guys. I appreciate being here. Awesome. It's been a long time uh, in, the, in the works. Yeah. I, yeah. It's funny. It's probably right when we started the show is when we oh, approached yeah. you. Yeah. Like that was four or five years ago. We'll go. Yeah. We'll hook up with the guys that we know really well. They're close <laughs> by, whatever. And now it's like, wait, how long? How long's it been? Yeah, yeah. Um, before we dive into it, uh, let's promote that thing. I know you already mentioned it, but when did you start Tava Sunscreen? So Tava Sunscreen. Gosh, I shouldn't know the date where we <clears throat> started this stuff, but the back end story was my wife. Was uh, see, I'm, if I get this wrong, I'm gonna be getting in trouble. Yeah, but should we call somebody, in the lifeline? Well, my, my wife, <laughs> we should call in the lifeline. No, but let's see. It started. My wife and her friend started this rad thing called Surf Scouts with okay. girls in San Clemente. And actually, Sawyer Limbad was on there at like eight years old, hmm. and I was remember vividly remember surfing Santa with her. And her dad and on a big day at Santa, and I was like, look at Sawyer, she's charging. Mm. And he's like, no, she is terrified right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, now she's on the world tour. So, but what, what they ended up doing, how Tavis started was they had a, a sale and they tried to create something. And they created actually like some lotions first. And then somebody brought up like, why don't you do like a sunscreen? And her and her friend basically sat down and grabbed all of the colored sunscreens with zinc oxide and got them together and figured out the ingredients and spent two weeks trying to make a good sunscreen. And then two weeks later, they had a, a good sunscreen. And then it's been in the process. It's been in the works ever since. Refining so, it. Refining yeah. it. And the colors change. And, you know, you get scared to run a business and slash FDA approval, all that stuff. And... Yeah, you know, life expensive. gets in the way, as we yeah. all know. And then before you know it, it's like when the sunscreen went away and we weren't using it and I was using other stuff, I was like, you need to make that sunscreen again, Liz. This stuff is next level. And uh, it's it's awesome. Sorry. It's awesome. American right dream on. right there, you know, starting yeah. your own business, you know. And yeah. it's something that you're knowledgeable on because you've worn you it your entire it. life. Yeah. You use it. It's something you need, but... 
yeah, there could be a little niche and it could be a thriving business and you yeah. just, you know, it, it's expensive Even to run Even if it's just a little bit of scratch, but then you're making it yourself and, you know. Pride in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like really the the brass tacks of it all is that people love it. So And I love it. So it's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. 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 And for my kid, tell you the truth, though, when he was little and you get all rashed up. If you ever use zinc on your rashes, it's ideal. My son, and we would make these big, uh, like, push pop sticks, like the big uh, eco-friendly tubes. Mm -hmm. And you push it up and you put it on your rashes and your rashes basically go away. So sunscreen and rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. The inside of my son's suit would be all brown from, from like, where the... Yeah. And it would make a huge... It makes a huge difference. And what do you guys... You mentioned earlier, you sell it through... Through Jack Surf Shop. That's awesome. And then uh, San Omart and uh, San Clemente, that nice. like closest liquor store to Lowers, basically. Yep. We lived right next door to it, and then the owners basically lived above us. So they were like, hey, we'll sell it here. And before you know it, the stuff started moving. Yeah. So Jamal at Jack's let us do it one store at, um, at Newport. He's like, I'll see how it does for one summer, and if it does good, then we could do it all for yeah. all the stores. Yeah. And so for the past two years, I think we've... Move quite a few, pro, you know, units. You like went all the, the rep guys might say units. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sold some units. Yeah, we're moving some product. We're moving some product. Yeah. <laughs> stuff's moving. <laughs> stuff's sitting there. Yeah, it's, just, it's kind of a bummer when it sits there and starts getting. Well, at the liquor store, some of them are like, you know, uh, like dust on them. You know, yeah. As a rep guy, like yeah. I walk in there and I'm like, gosh, it's all. Yeah, you have to clean this up. Put it up closer to the register. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's all this other sunscreen doing in here? You know, it's my fault because it went low and I didn't refill it. Yeah. Put it put it between the uh, Reese's pieces and the um, what's the (laughs) other popular the the sour patch or skittles? (laughs) Just right there. You get. Oh, I need all three of those. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's start at the beginning. Coach Post. The beginning. Yeah. Where Where did you find surfing? How did you find surfing? Uh, Let's see. That's a good one. Maybe at like five, six years old, walking at HB Pier, looking down at Northside, seeing people surf and just being like, I want to do that. Mm. And then finally, my sister started surfing a little bit. And at age 11 or nine, 10 or 11, I actually had a Jerry Lopez, like her Jerry Lopez little lightning bolt model. And I surfed 32nd Street a couple of times and then... That following Christmas, got a surfboard from my parents, and then I think at 12, I surfed all summer long, because I grew up in Orange, so I got to get dropped off at the beach, and then take the bus home to the Orange Mall, my parents would pick me up, and so basically from 12 to 16, I surfed all summer, and then probably once a week uh, until I was 16, Yeah, and then once I was 16... Inland brother. Inland bro. Yeah. Where are you, where are you from, John? Long Beach. Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I grew distance. up in Long Beach. Yeah. So it's like everybody thought I was from Newport. Uh, but that's, that's what where I, I thought. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where, so I was dropped off there. And then it was just like when I was 16, my parents were super supportive that as long as the cops didn't show up at the doorstep, you could like have free reign, you know, yeah. just like keep going. I had a little job to pay for gas and that was basically it and just was all in on surfing. So your sister got you into it. Yeah. And your parents yeah. weren't beachgoers or surfers or your no. dad didn't surf no. it was just dad didn't surf. but you they guys went just, to the beach and your sister was supportive yeah so yeah. from five years old that's when you first saw it saw it yeah. yeah like i just remember looking down at the pier and you know how that angle is just awesome where you can watch people like 
right yeah. underneath you, you know? Yeah. And I just... And when you're that young, like, things like that are, are magical, right? Like, you're like, holy shit, what's yeah. he doing? He's on a wave. He's riding this wave. It's at five or six years old, you're just like, dude, things are so much more... Bigger than life, yeah. larger in life. Like, you, you look, like you said, looking down that perspective... Of like the waves, and you you like see the energy, you know, you yeah. feel it almost up down top of the pier, it's splashing. So how old were you when your sister started surfing? Um, gosh, it was roughly like the same time. Like she just started right about the same time. And who yeah. got her into it? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. You, you don't care. You're like, hey, I got it. Yeah, you got to hand it down. Beach, you know. So, <laughs> like, so, so is your sister older than you? Yeah, or? yeah, she's like six years older than me. Okay. So then when I was like twelve. Let's see. She was. That's already... a long gap between seeing it and starting it. Yeah, yeah, and starting it. Yeah, yeah. Like I could that's, have that's the, our, the age that's bracket. That's our pain, Lar. That's our pain. Our yeah. inland pain of not being able to surf whenever we could or wanted. Yeah, the not every day after school. Oh. Not every day before not every, school. Not every day school. before after. Seven see, days but a did week. You, you probably have. <laughs> I, I call it surf tweaker, which. Like, I think the tweaker mentality, like, maybe that's a bad word, but I still, like, tweak out on surfing where it's like, if the contest is on... Yeah. You're watching. I, actually, I, I go to sleep early, but if I wake up at 2 and the contest is on, it's all over. Yeah. Like, it's on, Blue. and I'm just like, let's watch this. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> and it's like, I have that issue, you know? Yeah. It's... But did you have that as living close to the beach, right? Yeah, I mean, it was everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like yeah. the high school surf team was like the end all be all, the contest. We had the the Caton when we were kids, which is the winter event, and you had the OP Pro in the summer. Like Main Street had like 30 surf shops, like that was what we did. Just went and hung yeah. out. <laughs> it's it's incredible but, to hear that you didn't grow up in Newport cuz I've always thought you were from Newport. But it's also it's like I got to change from, a, I got to change my Intro, inland coop. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Professional served from Orange Inlander. that transplanted to Newport. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Because he's got. I mean, you put enough time there. You're from Newport now. Yeah. These yeah. guys that live on the beach, like, or by the beach. Yeah. They're so spoiled. Yeah. You know, it's like we we earned it. We freaking. Yeah. No matter what, like, back in the day, I. I always say it. I ride. I rode my bike two and a half hours each way. You're a from slow Long peddler, Beach. dude. You know that's really that's slow peddling. If you if you Google it, it I don't know how many miles it I is. I dream it's like four. But <laughs> I, okay, wait. I, li- I lived right by the riverbed, and technically I could have rode my bike, but you never did all the way to River Jetties. But I never did. Dude, but you, I always wanted to. Did not once. But but I, I was fortunate where my parents could drop me off and I just take the bus home. Yeah. You could have had a moped like and not uh-huh. even get caught like riding the trail the but, whole way. But doesn't <laughs> like, it? That would be insane. Right? Sitting would, on it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's so surprising to know that you you didn't surf until twelve, and from twelve to sixteen you were a diehard weekend warrior, and maybe once in a while you got to surf one day during the week. Yeah, and. Yeah. But you know, Frofty, you were the same way, right? Like, yeah. for glass, for the morning glass. Yeah. Like, I barely ever got glassy conditions, it felt like. If I ever went and you got after, crowded conditions. Well, every- once I started driving, actually. Yeah. Then it was like, I only surfed in the afternoons, and it was windblown 90% of the time. Yeah. Always. But yeah. To, to know that you came from Inland, and you didn't start until 11 or 12, and you were only a weekend surfer, to 
to see what you've done with your professional career, it's it's impressive. Yeah, right? sure. You're like, whoa. Appreciate yeah. It. And I like you I, got a lot of coverage. Like you've done a lot of, you know. And believe me, there's guys that surf just as much as me. <laughs> Every day, right there, co-partner, like out there, and I, I'm like, they never got, they never better. got. <laughs> I won't drop any names, but you know who you are. <laughs> but but it's true, like you, you know, when you have that much time to think about it and and visualize and how you you take that psych that you know you're running through it like, mind you know mind surfing, yeah, and then you finally get down there and you're freaking putting you know, trying to make it so yeah, trying to make uh, it happen. on that note that maybe you would cut out. Yeah. Which is we had the the top women surfer that's male. That would be the guy that got stuck. Wait, what? <laughs> that, you know we're all competing and having fun. Yeah. And it's like, what's up with freaking Tom over there, dude? I don't know, dude, but he's leading the women's tour. That's yeah. All. Yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> right. You just throw yeah, your friend yeah, under yeah, the bus. Like he's he's yeah. cool. He's on the women's tour. Yeah. <laughs> he can't make a heat out here, but like. In the women's tour, he's totally making it. Yeah, <laughs> he's killing it. He's, he's sponsored. We used to always. So, so joke. you back to back to you. And okay. what was your first surfboard? Uh, gosh, I, I was like, I hate to say this, but yeah, it was a Channel Islands. Well, I rode the the one the single um, fin lightning bolt, the lightning bolt that got me into it, and then the Christmas present was the the Merrick from Surfside. Nice. Yeah, and then so then <coughs> once I got that board. That was Christmas time. I don't think maybe I rode it once or twice till summer. And then once uh, summer just about hit, this one guy named Nick Reich uh, came over and was just like, I heard you got a surfboard. You want to go surf? And it was just on. And then him, my buddy Brian Thien, that ended up being, this is a, a strange story. Brian Thien grew up like a, a block from me. And he was like the kid that was super talented on everything he could do, like tabletop BMX, like. He was pushing the limits, and let's see. He was like, you want to go snowboarding right when it started? Wow. And I was like, sure. We went to Hot Skates at the Circle in Orange, rented some snowboards. Hot Skates was the jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We went to, uh, got Hot Skates. We went, I mean, went there and got um, the Kemper and strapped in, and nobody taught us. There was no snowboarding back then. It was like 92 or something, maybe 91, I forgot. Yeah, point the nose down and go. Yeah, and go. Yeah. And I remember running into a tree and bouncing off it, you know? But, like, we learned how to ride together, sort of. And then he turned pro snowboarding, and he ended up riding for Volcom. And we're both in the uh, Alive Ride, the first Volcom movie. And I was for surf, what and he was for... What the heck? And he was for And you guys grew up one block away from each other. We blew up. We grew up one block from each other. It what was, a small world. It was Brian crazy. Thien. Brian Thien. And okay. he's just doing these huge indie grab, like, things that, like, Tahoe, like... Uh, outback stuff, you know, in the yeah. springtime where they go hiking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. How how old were you when you got that, Merrick? Uh, I got that thing at I think eleven or twelve. And and you said you didn't really ride it until until summer? that summertime. You know, like I got a couple shot. I got a couple shots of me like standing on it, riding like yeah. in the winter time at Thirty Second Street on like one foot day or something. But God, see that pain, bro? Like. <laughs> To get a board for just Christmas stare at it and and like see it in your room and knowing that God I can yeah. surf that board but you only got beach. to surf it twice until summer the Alita wetsuit with uh, <laughs> the strap on uh, sleeve. sleeveless where you can like put the sleeve on or pull it off they should come back with that the, that was the O'Neill had one had too. those right no that you was never way had before that? no I was how old I was are Victory you? when I was a kid how old are you forty nine 
Yeah. No, they were around. I remember. When's your birthday? Yeah. Uh, July twentieth. July. Yeah. So I'm six months older than you. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you'll be you'll be hitting fifty before me. No. Wait, wait, no. You're before me. I'm before you. Yeah. You're yeah. seventy-four. I'm seventy-four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're a little older. I'm a little okay. older. Okay. We're right there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, don't ask this guy's age. He he looks nothing 69. like sixty-nine. <laughs> don't <laughs> seventy. Yeah. So so. So back to okay. So this board, like, what made you decide to get a Merrick or did oh, your my parents pick it out? Yeah, they just like, went there, like, hey, our yeah. son's into surfing. Yeah, like, somebody and this, used or brand new? Used. I mean, you, brand new, brand wow. new. Wow. Brand new, freshy. Like, yeah. Your parents I, I, loved you. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. They spoiled me. They spoiled you. I, I was spoiled. You must have been a good because Merrick was probably still like, oh, it was probably like top five, of the line. Oh, it top was like of the line. best no, fucking board you I can get. I probably almost. I was probably like. One channel or one board away from getting the black rail current model because oh, yeah. that was, those were out during that. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So, did you used to go to Surfside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Surfside yeah. was like the first. No, the first shop sponsor was actually Mino Suzuki in oh, Newport Beach. Water spot. Water spot. Yeah. Me, Matt Hot Dawson. skates to water spot. Look at I you just guys. talked <laughs> to Matt Dawson just now because <sighs> Matt Dawson, I, and uh, Steve, Steve Martin. Uh, he, Steve lived at 29th Street, and we would hang there. And then Mino, like, I ended up getting hooked up with Mino at like 16 years old with with Matt, and he was just like, "Hey, every amateur event you win, I'll give you a free board," you know. And That's I forgot huge. What, Mino what, Suzuki. Mino. Mino was your first board sponsor. Yeah, first sponsor. Let's see, at all. Yeah, Mino was actually. How sick! But before we get. Well, I want to talk. That was more before about that. the Volcom stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so at twelve, you, you get this freaking Merrick. Uh, did was it like a game changer for you? Like, no, like, the you... game changer was probably the five two Schroff that that was uh, Brian Thien's cousin that lived two more doors down. That was my age. Okay. And we we all like skate, bicycle, surf together. We had like a good in inland kook crew, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we all. Did all that stuff. Yeah, we yeah, did the know? same thing just here at the yeah. beach. California. <laughs> totally. That's the California yeah. kid lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. And you I, throw snowboarding in there too down the and line. And you throw a little bit of skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of motorcycle stuff. So so, what what was the difference with the Schroff? Like, the Schroff was a 5.2 and it just like, I could turn it. Mm. The 5, I, was, I believe it was a 5.6 and it was just like stiff and... Yeah. The 5.2 was like a skateboard, and I remember only being able to ride that for like a week. And I was like, didn't want to give it back, you know? Wow. I was like, dude, I could turn this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet it had a lot of volume still, but just that shorter length, it makes, it, I think it forces your feet in like better positioning, you know, or something. Like, it could just be squirrely. Yeah, squirrely's, but, and like squirrely's good, yeah. you know, but not good to start with. Yeah. And were you guys skateboarding like ramps or street skating yep. like uh skateboarding ramps slappies finding some slappies oh there's i yeah i don't i forget the maybe 12 slappies on one little section of curb in front of uh 7-eleven <laughs> yeah. every single day every after, day after those pile of nachos with cheese and all the, mystery good, beef, all the mystery beef and the five cent candies <laughs> and, and about four hostess cakes of something <laughs> Twinkies, Twinkies, the hot, the pies, the Susie Q's, the Ding Dongs, the Lazy Susie or Lazy Susie whatever. I don't know. There's a lot. Susie Q's. You used to eat a lot of crap. So much. Chocodiles. Those are like bars. They're like Ding Dongs, but 
I remember the Susie Q's though, because it's the cake-y. chocolate. It's like the like cake. Cake. Yeah. Cake. And then it had like the swirl Sw- yeah. white uh, uh-huh. frosting. Tastes like marshmallow. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. That shit was the ball. Take them apart. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've told the story before, but when I used to ride my bike for two and a half hours. Oh my God. After we'd surf, we'd go to uh, Food King on Main Street Seal Beach. And I would always have a dollar fifty or dollar seventy-five, and that got me a bag of Doritos, a Snickers bar, a package of lemon creams, so and a Coke. <laughs> Just and I was in heaven every single time, and that fueled my body for another surf and another two and a half hours ride back. Just home. straight sugar, straight <laughs> sugar. But, dude, I mean, you know, when you're, like, surfing all day... It doesn't matter. And, you just and need... that I can remember just going, God, Doritos and Snickers. Yeah. And, and lemon creams. What a fucking combo. So good. <laughs> I, I, Washing down with soda. No water. Just, just soda yeah. all day. But so, how tur- was... Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, turning 16, driving to the beach. Okay, I'm going to get healthy. Sunny D and Fig Newtons. <laughs> Totally fake. I remember it was like, Sunny Delight. There's like Sunny D. Like I'm going healthy driving to the beach. I'm gonna go surf. I gotta get healthy. There's not one ounce of real orange juice in that thing. So <laughs> all chemicals. So going back to you. So the skating, yeah, that I skated quite a bit too. And then like uh, I think at like 14, rolled my ankle like doing a wall ride with Brian Thien's cousin. Rolled my ankle out for three weeks right at the beginning of summer. Oh, Just shit. skating's gone. Yeah. So that was, that was over with skating, but I did love hitting the ramps, going to Upland a little bit. Nice. I wasn't huge doing airs, but like I could kind of get out of the eight-foot bowl a little bit. They had this nice rolling bowl to perfect kicker and then come right back out. Yeah. So it was easy to like catch the board and like throw it back down and, and yeah. ride out. So as a young Grom, inland Grom, when you come to the beach, who was, did you feel the localism and who were you looking up to? Yeah, that was right when uh, Filthy Habits came out, right? Mm. And then you would see Archie out. You know, I mean, not Archie, uh, Richie Collins, and with his glowy wetsuit and just <laughs> going upside down and Louder just being life, gnarly, being just gnarly. being like gnarly, you know? Like so, yeah. when I was sixteen, that was like from twelve to sixteen, I probably barely made it up to fifty fourth because I was always dropped off, and the bus had to leave from thirty second. So we barely ever. The only time I really went to HB was when it was flat. Or one time or two times with a friend that lived close to there. And so I had very little experience or being surrounded by all the 54th Street guys. Yeah. I was like in Beginnerville at 32nd Street, you know? And that's so where... like looking up to people, it was like, I just saw Richie, you know? Like he just was a, he was so bright colored and then like yeah, watching he, that video. Skeletor like was very well established. Like and Filthy yeah. Habits yeah. was incredible. The soundtrack. And everything. Everything about that movie was yeah. insane. And there wasn't and that. Was your group. That and Wave Warriors 3 were like in, the, yeah. in the video thing nonstop. But yeah. there wasn't that many pros at that time at that caliber. You know, like there was only a, yeah. a couple at Newport, you know. Same in yeah. Hunt, You know, there wasn't this big exploding scene of like, like Richie was the guy. Yeah. You know, like who else was on tour? There was nobody else. Like, you know, a few years behind Todd Miller, you know, had a really good run. But like. He was the guy. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah, it's always weird when there's gaps in talent, right? And Newport, everyone knows Preston, like, 
the hot hottest hundred yards, right? That was way before. But we're talking Preston Murray, Danny Kwok, Jeff Parker, and then John Gothard. John Gothard. Don't. And then and then there's a gap that we don't really remember until like Todd Miller, Richie Collins, Robbie Todd. Yeah. Right? Um yeah, there was, I mean, yeah, there's been gaps. But, you know, when you start out, even if you are a, a local Newport, you do start at those lower jetties. Yeah. And yeah. then you kind of work your, you kind your of way work up. Because the yeah. waves are heavier and the yeah. crowd's heavier or yeah. whatever. How? Like, I'm at Blackie's with my, you know, Grom, you know, because it's just yeah. easy and mellow. Oh, gosh, like 54th. I remember just being like, this wave's gnarly. Like, way harder. You know, like, I don't, and the guys go, are so I don't want to go up there. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, let's go up there. And he kind of charged and he still does, you know. And it's just like... Let's go up to fifty fourth. I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I yeah. just wanted. Wasn't it kind of crazy yeah. seeing Richie for the first time in, in, yeah. in real life? Yeah, with webs. And and shit. Vi- yeah, <laughs> not on video, and just like, whoa, this guy rips! Like, because yeah. yeah. he was kind of progressive, really progressive. Yeah, right. Yeah, with the fucking Glovis apes and, and the mohawk yeah. and his freaking yeah, the mohawk, pink, and... yellow, blue. He was bright. Like the, I think a lot of surfers were, but if you're a pro, you're definitely not. Yeah. No shame, you know? Yeah, you're wearing something bright. <laughs> yeah. But I think Wave Warriors kind of came out, Wave Warriors that was, came about the same dude, time. Dude, that was my, one of my favorites, so, like, yeah. the Archie, the song, his laybacks, and like, you know, that was like, I watched, just want to watch Christian and Archie. Yeah. And, yeah. A, you know, the Hawaii segments and all the, you know, but. Yeah. Pods but, and, but those two. Those were, two yeah, were yeah, like, their up. music selection. So, so who was, who was the... Besides those guys, who was like the surfer you were trying to emulate or or thought like? Oh yeah, my God. just Art. They're really just Archie and Fletcher. Really, yeah. yeah. For the most part, same thing. Like, yeah, Waverers Three was next level. Yes, yeah. Jay, Jay's were the same age basically, so it was the same thing. Yeah, like well, I want to be Archie. I just remember probably being uh, in Portugal with you. And just remember, like, trying to lay back and do the double arm lay back at Koshis oh and gosh. just, like, lay into it. And, just like, this hard. is my Archie spot, like, where I can just lay into it. And yeah. just, like, you're just trying to emulate them but put your own twist on it, you yeah. know? And it's yeah. so fun. So, okay, <clears throat> you're 16 years old. Now you're driving to the beach. What, what is your car? What kind of car uh, did you get? Little Yoda. Little white Yoda. Toyota? So, like, I don't know how I got hooked up with that one but the the toyota orange guy was i think was like a surf Babaloo. guy not babaloo it was somebody the guy the main guy or whatever oh. so somehow i don't know how it worked but it, i swear yeah it was when that first one and somehow i ended up knowing friends of friends with that manager yeah and it made it so easy for my dad to purchase the car he was like that was crazy dude. isn't that amazing how you know everybody's bought in a car yeah you know and how tedious and how overwhelming it is and yeah. you're just when you could go in and we've had partnerships with people in the past where you just walk in and it's like yeah. okay sign the paperwork you're out and you're like wow that was i've that had was, cars delivered to that me. was awesome you know cars like, delivered to me and just handed me the keys like you're set i'm like sick <laughs> yeah because yeah, when you go through one of the bad experiences it's yeah. just brutal like yeah. the no- negotiation yeah. it's like an eight hour day practically yeah they want you know? they, they want a little yeah it's a long it's a long day so you uh, got this so i had the little white yoda started going to newport all the time started doing uh forgot P- pasl thing david oh, sowers events yeah 
CBSA, and I think... It was PASL, I think. Okay. But it might have been... The CCSAs were also going on. I did, like, one of those. And then these PASLs, I believe, were in Orange County. We did some Seal Beach. uh, I don't... Yeah. Surfside Jetty. So, anyhow, I did that for, like, from 16 until 17. I did those for, like, a year. And I did, like, every division, I think, or, like, juniors and men's. And I started winning those. And I remember going like, okay, I'm going to step it up to NSSA next year. And I started doing NSSAs at 17. And I did a Newport event at the same time that year. So that Explorers was my junior. open? Uh, open. The tough I didn't division. really know the difference, you yeah. know. And I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but I started competing there. Unsponsored then, still? Besides the uh, water spot. Okay. And then... Uh, Gosh, it's like interesting to like dive back into this memory bank of how it all unfolded because I didn't really win that NSSA until I was my senior in high school. So I did win an NSSA uh, my senior year of high school, which I think I was 17, but it might have been 18. Yeah. And I just remember like Kent Doonan or Brian Doonan, one of them was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, dude, they were in early. That or I think it was Zach Keenan. I saw him this morning, but anyhow. One of them said, like, dude, like, first off, I'll back up a little bit longer, farther, but I didn't, my buddy made the quarters, and I didn't, and I had to sit there and wait, and that was, like, the turning point watching everybody, and I was like, dude, I could beat all these guys. I'm like, I just so frustrated. At one of the NSSAs. Yeah, I went to the NSSAs because I was stuck there to watch instead of go home and leave. Yeah. And then the next one was at Uppers, and then uh, I ended up winning that one. But see, then that's when I just started writing for Volcom, I think, like four months prior, I think. Yeah. And they, they congratulated mm-hmm. me with, like, this big deal, and it was just really cool, you know? Like, Go back to that point where you said you you your friend made the quarters, and you're sitting on the beach watching everybody, and in your mind, you convinced yourself you could beat everybody. Yeah. Any, anybody stand out, like, you recognize name-wise? That... No, it was just everybody that... Was on the national team, Chris Struther. Yeah, you know, probably you, right? Yeah, Weren't you in there too, yeah. right? And it was just like I, I was in my own little bubble, like with those PASLs and only Thirty Second Street. So everything was just brand new to me, and it was just like, yeah, there's a. Yeah. I mean, you could have surfed a con- amateur contest every weekend. Oh yeah, and, 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 and now and still from like Huntington to Oceanside <clears throat> is like yeah. really all you had to drive. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you're, there was something every week. Yeah. 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 So, so so back up, I guess, like, that PASL thing or whatever the name was, like, I was competing there, and then um, I think it was in the summertime where Volcom just started, and some of my friends got sponsored by Volcom that were surfing Newport, and they were, like, tight with me, and we were all close, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, this is a Volcom company, you know, started up, and I was like, I want to get sponsored by them. And a bunch of guys were sponsored by Quicksilver, and I wanted to be sponsored by them. Everybody wants to be sponsored. Anyhow. Yeah. yeah Quicksilver owned Newport. Yeah. And then, you know? Back then, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then... Uh, so you're talking like Makai McKenna and... and yeah, yeah, like, before all that. So okay. there was J.J. Rhodes that was the same age as me, and then I'm yeah, blank on uh, who else it was. But Pumper they all Pat? got... Pit, they all... Not yet. But they, they got... A couple of my friends got picked up by Volcom, Troy Eckerd, and Wooly. And then I remember Troy doing, like, this Newport contest was going on, and he's like, we'll see how you do, and if you do okay, maybe we'll sponsor you. And I was like, okay. 
Then I got third. Everything was contest back then. Like, yeah. You got, if you, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, you well, know, you had to have a resume. And got it. That was that it. was part of it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like they, you know. Yeah. See, I didn't know any Like, anyhow. Contest. I come in, I get third, and then Troy's like, yeah, you probably would have won if you didn't do all those stupid 360s. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, here, back up just a little bit more, too, is I learned how to do airs before I could even turn. Like, I would just hop down this wave and then, like, pop an air. Like, I couldn't turn, really. I don't know. I think I had this board that just didn't turn. Yeah. Well, I had a, an alliance. Alliance. I think an alliance, right? It was HB uh, Pier, the guy from, like, 9th Street, basically, out of this, like, the shack. It's like an antiques store now. Mm. Not 9th Street, but, like, 7th yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's an alliance. I remember Alliance, though. Surfer's Alliance, maybe. Yeah. Surfer's Alliance is a brand. A yeah. board brand, right? Clothing Marty brand. Marty Thomas wrote for Surfer's Alliance, yeah. right? And a yeah. couple and others. It was this like this Alliance a... surfboard that I had. That was okay. my first custom board my parents got, I think, the first one. Aggression, you mean? Was it a Mike Bomia? Maybe. It might have been. I remember know. him? Yeah. But was it in that, like, wood house there? It was off that... In that zone right there. It might have been. Bomia. Huh. But anyways. Anyhow, that board didn't turn, but I could do airs on it. Yeah. And I could do 360s. And I remember going to do another board and like being able to yeah. ride it, but the, uh, the aggression or alliance, you might be right, it might have been an aggression. Uh, now, did you know Troy? He's got a really good memory. And he's pretty yeah, accurate. I, pretty, I think it is an aggression. Well, I got check, the A but, right. I got the A right yeah. and it started with an A. Yeah. But it probably did have an alliance you know, logo. It could have had an alliance logo on it. Yeah. But did, but, so did then, you know I didn't Troy? Know, really know Troy. Okay. Uh, John Morris that just passed away a little bit ago. He was a close friend of mine. And uh, he was the one that was like, we went to a PSWA and he's like, we got to watch Troy. Like... He's from Newport or like surfs Newport all the time. And I remember just looking up to him, you know, like seeing him and shredding. And then he was the Volcom guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, we were all Quicksilver guys. And then like, I remember them, you know, Wooly breaking off and, and starting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Troy going with them. And I was like, I want to cut. Yeah. Everybody, you know, you're like just something different. And, the, you know, the vibe they had right from the beginning was like, epic you know yeah but it yeah. was like yeah so so you were already riding for minnow yep and then how'd his boards work for you good uh yeah seemed to i liked him yeah and then cordell <clears throat> came up to me and was just like hey dave can i can i sponsor you and give you boards basically who is that cordell, cordell miller oh shit. Cordell. yeah and somehow then i started getting cordell's and uh, Greg Mungle was a big part of that, you know? Yeah. Kind of a big part of, like, also, like, my mentorship, too, because I was always at Cordell's shop, and then Greg was an awesome mentor, basically, you yeah. know? Like, always trying to coach the kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me some really good advice as a kid, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. always, like, worry about, like, your weakest point of surfing, you know? Like, if you can't, if you're only as good as your weakest point. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mungle was you know? a... Great, is a, a great beast, surfer. Right? Yeah. Oh, he was a, yeah. a and great Cordell, surfer. dude, Cordell freaking rips. Yeah. So, yeah. And I I remember when he first started started shaping, they were really funky though, right? Uh-huh. Like real... Yeah. The board. Yeah. Any hand, beginner hand Beginner, yeah. I mean, it was it was funny to see Cordell start shaping. But, but Mungo was like, 
you know, the glass shop guy. He was the fin guy. Like, yeah. he's always like, check out this new foil, this fin. And, the, you know, the flat, like, he was very, like, and he, and into, had, like, that kind of yeah, side of yeah. the business. And he had stories of, like, uh, Luke like, Egan coming in and being like, this board <laughs> sucks. And he measures the fins and looks at it, hacks the fins off, moves them up a tiny bit. Now try it. And I it's think the best. somebody told us that story. Yeah. 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 yeah he, would, he would do crazy. Like, all the guys on tour would come through and, yeah. you know. Like Mungo was involved in yeah, doing a, shit like that. He's like, an awesome yeah. dude. Got my heat yeah. coming up the OP. I think this board's not working. Yeah. I'll, he'll shave off some of the template on the you know. He'll yeah. get the grinder out, change the, that, the foil. The glass on fence. Yeah, yeah. It was all glass on. No, <laughs> I remember Debaugh getting one of the first epoxies for like Virginia Beach contest, you know, or somewhere like really small, maybe Japan. And he's all, hey, I'm getting this. Uh, you know, this board, it's an epoxy. And I'm like, what is that? What are you talking about? And he, I bring it and I'm like, holy crap, this thing, this, my, my telepad and fins way more than this whole board. Like, it was that light. And it was way before, you know, people knew. And yeah, sure enough, Debaugh didn't need any help, you know, yeah. on it. <laughs> He's going to win anyways. But the, but Mungo is like, yeah, full into the, that stuff. And Cordell, you know, needed a lot of guidance. Yeah. You know? So, so from Minnow to Cordell. And then uh, Troy puts you on. Yep. And then Troy after you got third in that contest. After I got third in the contest. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, got third in the contest, got put on, basically. Uh, I mean, the, it was crazy, like, walking into the, not warehouse, because it was just so small. Imagine just walking into your closet and seeing, that's a good comparison. Yeah. You're, like, your own personal closet is how much, how many pieces of clothing they had that I could pick from. Like It was grab, that small. It was that small. Wow. So it was tiny. Like the size of this kitchen was like they're off the this was the warehouse where the clothes were. And then up this stairway couple desks. Was their offices where the couple desks were and the rest of the building was some kind of like warehouse. Some <laughs> they, they just rented this small A little piece teeny from. space. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was pretty exciting. And then we went down to Mexico. They just rented a van. And the surf team went down to like San Catine and surfed together. It was me, uh, Matt Patterson, Joe Mack, Troy, Wooly. Joe Mack wrote for Vulcan too. No, he was just part of it. Yeah, right? okay. Because I think Tom Mack or Joe Mack. Tom, I think Joe. Joe, okay. Didn't Tom draw the stone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, like the fourth guy kind of involved. Yeah, in in Vulcan. Yeah. yeah, well, he had a su- successful like advertising agency mm-hmm. yeah so he kind of did the logo but also slid through all the pop all the windows all the he all, he did all the ads he did like all the layups and stuff like behind the scenes yeah 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 it's like yeah okay so then they you guys great tom tom good people um yeah so then we went on that little mexico trip and then it Felt like you're a part of something like, like the club. Yeah, it was cool. And then Troy like set up Matt Thomas to shoot photos, you know. And then right. I ended up getting like the cover of they put me on the cover of Beach Happy like the following summer or something, you know. No, was that your first? Yeah, like magazine kind of thing. Yeah, your first yeah. shot was a cover, or no? Uh, you got some other little. I probably had a small thing from Mike Moyer maybe in Surfing Magazine doing like a um, a little turn at at a. No, that was Les Walker, actually. Mm. And then I got... And then Mike Moyer liked my interview, and he, he started communicating with me and then started shooting photos with Mike occasionally, you know? Nice. At 54th? Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
Mike would be floating around in the water in the middle of winter with no wetsuit on, you know? So polar bear. <laughs> with his dive camera. Yeah. You know, it looked like your phone, basically. Like, yeah. the tiniest little thing. And he yeah, knew, it was good he times. Knew, he knew. That guy's documented a lot of history and amazing epic shots. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Rest, he was yeah. the best. And then Maddie, you know, he was a Grom. He was like our age, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm the, you know, like, I'll be the film, I'll be filmer. Like, guy. and he was like super psyched and he was learning. And yeah, I remember getting like, you know, the first uh, like selfie sticks, you know, like using, you know, something. He was pretty progressive too on trying mm-hmm. to like do different things. Yep. Yeah. I travel a little bit with him. So did yeah. you start with, with, with Volcom, is that when you start getting more serious about surfing? Like, Yeah, because Richard Wilcott and, and Troy were the, my mentors. Um, at the beginning, everybody thought really of Volcom as a, as a snowboard company because they sponsored the world's best snowboard team. Like, not many, maybe you guys know who Terry I. Hawkinson is, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, he showed up to the beach and Richard Wilcott was just like, oh, this is Terry He's going to start riding for Volcom. This guy does like a a backflip on the sand right right in front of me and they're like yeah he's never surfed before he paddles out and he just goes down the line by himself instantly and i was like whoa dude this guy's very talented yeah. <laughs> and then sure enough as you watch him snowboard he's doing the first guy doing 900s and etc you know so he so Volcom was like what i was getting at is like they were a snowboard company first and my friends were like why are you riding for a snowboard company and yeah. i'm like because well, he was the every... biggest name on the Roster. The plant, yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, him, Jamie Lynn, Brian Gucci, and I actually got not, I didn't go ride with Terrier, but I got to go ride with Jamie Lynn and Brian Gucci up at Big Bear, you know, so it was, it was incredible. Yeah. So I was riding for this snowboard team, but everybody in the offices were all surfers. Yeah. And so those guys were my mentors, and Richard Wolcott would sit me down and, like, give me all these ways to, like, study surfing of, like, write down Every maneuver you can do, which ones you're doing good at, wow. which ones you need to work on, and you know, like when you paddle out to a heat, put a little wax ball on your on your deal and like push it off as you like, so you know what you got one wave. Did you get three waves? And he had like all these rad coaching crazy. Tips. Wow. So I got like that that, and then I had Troy Eckert that would take me out to sunset, and he'd be like, "Come on, <laughs> like no, I don't want to go over there." <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, "Come on," <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, and then Troy was just psycho. You know? Yeah, he would charge, and it was just like that's who. I, like I had to like try to step it up and comp- you know be yeah. there. This guy works. He's well. He yeah. He's pro, but yeah, he was. Isn't yeah, he? He was, he was like the. He's like the work pro. He was the work pro. first. He, like, he's like the first. Like yeah, maybe he's like the first guy that was yeah. You know, like weird trip. I'm like, wait, you're gonna like, you're so you're gonna good. Work? You're gonna just work for Volcom, you know? And like at the time, like, yeah, you just that's really yeah, yeah that's what you do. Yeah, you know, ground it, level. It's a trip. It's good like, for him. How how <laughs> yeah. um how business savvy and just kind of surprisingly uh, articulate Wolcott and and Eckert are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause they're like they rip at surfing. Yeah. You know, and, and you get that stereotype in your head about surfers and then all of a sudden you're like, Well, there's way more to him than meets the eye. Right? Yeah, everything was yeah. for a reason, calculated and yeah. stuff. But it, not not like stuff where you think like 
we're gonna own this. We're gonna we're gonna have stickers everywhere. Like that's like guerrilla marketing to its finest. Like we're gonna dominate anywhere and everywhere with our sticker. You know, yeah. We're gonna throw parties. We're gonna have all the best groms. Like they, they just went after the method. To, there was a method to, to the, their madness. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that the uniforms really, for the the shows. Yeah. Like we're gonna everybody's gonna but, show up and look in the same. But even like you know in the in the beginning stages of Volcom, like you said, it it. It's the Volcom idea was spawned with them going snowboarding, right? Yeah, yeah. Like him and Tucker Hall mm-hmm. went snowboarding, and they came back, and they're like, "We're gonna start a brand." Yeah, it's it's gonna be skate, surf, snow. Well, Quicksilver yeah. was already doing that, so it wasn't like they yeah. revolutionized it. They just knew that that that, that was, was the, the that's the goal. We yeah. got to do all three. We can't just be one or the other. Like yeah. we're gonna do all three best. Yeah, in we class. we talked about yeah. how other brands did it. But Volcom kind of like Ample. owned it, owned, yeah. and, and every single culture sport, they had the best of the best. Well, how do you get those types of rosters with with without really without deep pockets and stuff? It's all about like I like what you guys are doing, and I know I trust you guys. You know, like yeah. it's all sold on personality and who they who those guys were, and the way that you know they weren't giving stickers to everyone. Yeah, it was a weird. Yeah, right. There was yeah. an interesting or selling any of the clothes. No. Were. Yeah. And Molly Jax was like, Dave, we got to get the stuff in here, dude. And I'm like, I don't have any control over it. Yeah. He's like, come on. You got, we got to get the stuff in here. And they didn't have so it in there. Did, did you and Jamal strike up a, a friendship early on? Yeah, before before they started buying Volcom. Hmm. So back then, that was when, uh, let's see, I was riding for Surfside and then Darren Brillhart. Was like, hey, do you want to ride for Jax? And I was like, sure. And uh, then it turned into, hey, I'm gonna run the Rusty team. I can't do the Jax thing. Can you run the Jax team and just ride for him? And I was like, perfect. And that's where my relationship with Jamal at Jax started when I was like 20, 21, maybe. Hmm. Wow. So you got yeah. in kind of as a team rider, but also also running uh, the team. Running a team, yeah. So Huge. then I was like 20, and I was just. Going to Jack's and buying, getting stacks of T-shirts and stickers and just flowing it to all the Newport kids that I knew. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, surf coach Rillo, huh? Yeah, Rillo. Yeah, you know, and then having like mentors like Darren as well. You know, yeah, like we're always looking up to people we want to aspire to be. And Darren was another guy that surfed well and obviously was on the. Uh, did really good at the Slater Lowers contest. You yeah, know? It was a big deal. Any charges? Any yeah. charges? And yeah, you freaking charges. Stuff I heard was just you're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> like after going to Hawaii, and it's like you, you're going to paddle out to the middle of the ocean to surf. Yeah. It's like I don't think I could swim all that way back. Yeah, he he's a you know he's another guy that obviously amazing surfer, but he has done well like you know getting into the industry as a. You know, finding a niche and, yeah. you know, smart dude. Yeah. yeah. So, um, then what, uh, now you're riding for Volcom, you're riding for Cordell. Uh, riding for Cordell. Uh, and then just basically jumped right into the QS right before um, I beat Dan Beloy at a, in an amateur event, which was like, okay, after this event, I'm not going to do any more amateurs ones. And, Dan was in it, and it was like, okay, I gotta beat Dan to like really make this like solidify because Dan was incredible, right? Yeah. yeah, he was insane, and it was just like all the boys ripped. Yeah, but Dan was your yeah was kind of our like the I next. didn't really Keith Keith and Keith was like Chris, just a year or two Chris older. Chris is older, didn't compete, he didn't really do contests. Keith was like 
A year die old hard. He's like my age or our, our age. Yeah. <laughs> but Maybe I didn't know, but Dan might have been, I didn't really Dan know Dan was kids, probably a year younger or two, but. Yeah. Yeah. But he was in it and he was the kid to beat and I remember beating him and then we went to some club or party to, for the awards and I won it and it felt like a big deal, you know? And then I started doing uh, QS events after that. So I basically did like four years on the QS or something, three. And then at that time, Volcom was uh, big into snowboarding too. So I got like all the snowboard gear and snowboard tickets almost for free locally. Mm -hmm. So I rode a lot and then I did the H2O Winter Classic. The Troy won every single year. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Pretty and much. Then, and then I was it. just That's like, what? I could snowboard. And I ended up getting third overall. And I beat Ryan Simmons at HB for the for the surf part, you know? Yeah. And I won six grand at that event. Damn. So I invested that money into first time going to Australia to do the Australia leg. I invested that money to do the Aussie leg and the European leg. Nice. And then that catapulted. And then that got me my seed points for next my year. points to be in the main event for all the contests and then i did that for i think maybe three or four years so you the air show started. by the time you started doing the pro qs events there was no more like psaa or bud tour like yeah it was like the last last year, right? couple yeah like yeah. right when we graduated probably like a year after maybe it was yeah, the it was last like, year that the psaa like had like the whole tour here on the coast probably yeah, I'd say 95-ish, 94. Yeah, could have yeah. went a couple years couple after. Years. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, you know, but, you know, going to having to save to go to contests, it was expensive, you know, and that's where you had to go, you know. Yeah. Australia yeah. had two or three events, maybe even more at that time. They had, like, Yeah, you could do, five. like, five in a row. I think they had five, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, between three to five in a row, you'd do whatever, like, Newcastle, like, Whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Europe was the same way. Yeah, I mean, how incredible to go there and like do five contests in like six weeks. You know, like yeah, to me that up. was incredible. It was so fun. Yeah. So, um, you did that for three years. Yeah, QS? roughly like three or four years, and then once the uh, surfing magazine air show series started, then it was just like that's the format I really enjoyed being a part of, where it was like. A little bit longer in the time, like in the water, like 30 minutes, maybe even 40 or something. And it was just top air wins. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm, I want to do that. You yeah, because you're known as an air guy. Yeah, coming from snowboarding and skating, it was just, I didn't really uh, care to just do turns, right? I just really wanted to like snowboard on, on a wave kind of thing. <laughs> but there, you know, I love flying through the air. I don't know like what it is, but... <laughs> but if you're... <laughs> <laughs> but the, with the like, greatest of ease yeah <laughs> it's, but does like qs events you know you're starting on like a monday tuesday or wednesday at maybe and you're going all the way through it like it's a five to seven day event yeah and you got so many rounds where the air if you could get in you know because they had a max it was done in one day done in yeah. one day you know yeah. and the prize money was getting substantially more like you can yeah. make five or eight heats in a qs and you make like 200 bucks you know <laughs> totally. you can do one air maybe you don't win the event but it could be like you know the highest or, or more yeah. technical you know they had a bunch of different classes within the rankings mm -hmm. too so you could yeah yeah so when you were doing the qs was your aspiration to make it to the ct uh yeah let's see i'm trying to even remember if it was like an aspiration to be in what like this is where i had to ask jay like even was there like a world tour to qualify when we first started with qs or 
you made it through the trials and then you were on a like a world tour event. No, you, you ha- there was a tour to make. There was yeah. a tour to make, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was it, so there was a tour. They were just trying to think of like the circle that had the tour and the magazines. You know, you had that like circle thing to look at. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were on the QS. Oh, the top thirty-two when you got made it to the main event. Then you went against the world tour guys. Yeah. And that in Portugal, I my first year there, first year go, traveling to Europe. I check into the hotel, I'm running down the stairs the first day there, and I, I'm jumping down the last four steps of the stairs, and I roll my ankle, and the thing in just Portugal. like... In Portugal? No, 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 in Spain. I, I eventually went to Portugal, but in Spain, rolled my ankle, it blows up like a balloon, and I put it in ice, heat, ice, heat, ice, heat, and four days later, it like swells, swelling goes down, I'm able to surf four days later, and then that's the best I ever did in a pro event where I made like five heats and made it to the round of 32. Wow. It's crazy in, how in Portugal. It, you like you yeah. get hurt and then the, the stars align or something because you think like, oh, I have nothing to lose, you know, or whatever the mentality is. Yeah. And I think for me, it was like, it made me reserve my surfing, right? To like just keep, just finish the wave and not really like go high performance. Mm. And that's when I really figured out it. It was just, if you... And that what I coach the kids now is that just if you could do a figure eight like the whole way you do that on set waves yeah like it's a figure of motion a figure of speech is as in heel to toe heel yeah. to toe on set waves there's a good chance you're gonna get an eight yeah if you displace water and you go figure eight motion you're yeah. getting eights on set waves so then you just have to catch set waves Lyndon goes <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it when you're when it's just horizontal pump, pumping down the line and then you kick out erratic horizontal <laughs> whatever bro um, figure eight figure it's figure funny. it out it's kind of crazy though your injury made you step back and look at your surfing and just well not look at your surfing you had to surf mellower yeah and it made you better or got you better results. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so, we, we brought this up a couple times at uh, Balaram. Yeah. Went and trained with Mick something. Mick Kane? No. Mick, Mick Kane? No, I don't know. Some, some Australian guy. And the guy said, surf 70%. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, you know. You'll have more results because you're not going for twos or tens you yeah, know yeah. You, you know you need a couple of sixes to pretty much get through every heat and don't yeah. don't you I know. guess that's another similarity to golf right because if you're really swinging at it you're gonna make you're mistakes shanking. yeah are you a golfer <laughs> no but i've golfed a little bit you yeah know, when i was searching it's finesse I had and, like and, and technique and you know flow and yeah it's all about the kids technique. yeah <laughs> right yeah people are like you don't golf i'm like no, I don't Three know where you have to Three to six hours time. doing what? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Roll a joint, have a cocktail, a couple beers, and like, it just, and yeah, it'd be awesome. Like, hang out on the green all day. Yeah. <laughs> no. But, yeah, surf, surfing uh, 70%. The other one that I've been following is this guy, Paul Check, and he, he claims that the pain teacher. So maybe that, you know, the pain teacher comes in and it makes you hold back and, like, really focus as opposed to... Not out of focus, but just pushing it too hard. Yeah, yeah. So so going back to this ankle injury, I remember Dave Post having, like, ankle injuries. You've had multiple? Uh, no? no? I don't know how like, that stuck, but when you brought it up, I'm like, I think I remember Dave, like... Well, I blew my... I, during 
uh, or you always wore booties. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I, I did. Bra- <laughs> I did break my ankle in France after I got third in overall at the quit at the at the H2O Winter Classic. Eckert was going to Quicksilver was having uh, the Quick Cup, mm. and it would be uh, surfing in Glet, take a train to the the French Alps, and go snowboard and skate up there mm. at a contest. So I go there, uh, and then. Fly in that night. The next day, we have the surf contest. I make a couple heats, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to win this thing. And in the semi, I'm doing an air reverse. And, like, the heat before in the quarters, I was throwing air reverse in, and it was just easy. I just finally had them locked in, you know? Another thing about visualizing, like, a year prior, it was, like, just remember looking at a magazine, just seeing Chris Ward doing an air reverse, and then watching videos of Rat Boy sticking it. And I'm like, I could do this, you know? Yeah. And then once you get it down, it was just like the pieces of the puzzle come together at certain events, and it was just like there's the air section right there. And I thought I was gonna win that that the surfing part in France, and I was doing an air reverse, and uh, the water coming back up just blew my ankle. And then that's probably like during the time when I felt like I can beat most people. Um, I broke my ankle in France, and then had to come home. The following year, when I went there. The surf sucked, and then it was bad. We lost right away, and everybody um, on the way up to the snowboard, they were like, I wonder if the kickers are as big as last year, and I'm like, what are you talking about? How big are they? They're like 20 to 50 foot kickers, and I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) For real? You know, the H2 Winter Classic was like 5 to 10 foot little kickers, you know? Yeah. Like easy. The first couple years. Yeah. And then they got big. Then they got bigger and bigger. Yeah. But anyhow, that was the snowboarding one where I, I did break my ankle. Yeah. That was the ankle injury that like put me back uh, like quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean injuries suck, you know, <laughs> but I just yeah, for some reason when you brought up the ankle injury, I just remember Dave Post, yeah. I mean but certain people, you know, oh yeah, that guy yeah. I remember his knee, you know, you see him in a brace or somebody, you know, you yeah, hear yeah. Oh, I had knee brace too for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> I tore my meniscus, I had the the um, we all, the yeah. Casey Curtis brace, oh, the C T I. But those things are insane. Like if your meniscus goes out, sometimes your knee goes straight. But if it bends a little bit, Toast. it clicks. So see, the CTI brace just kept it straight, and yeah, that was golden. Yeah, that was all the errors. Um, I mean, yeah. that's pretty minor for how much you know progressive surfing, and you know you're you're bound to get hurt flying above the lip and landing in the yeah. flats or in the impact. Like you know, yeah. Well, you know, like I swear, like the meniscus one, I'd have to say probably had a late night the night before late night yeah and i was dehydrated and i remember the pop at lowers and it was just like no how and then i went to tavi with the volcom guys and it clicked again and yeah was in pain and you you you, that's a kind of injury where it's not so debilitating but you kind of get on it where it's not totally healed you know and it's easy to re-injure you know yeah yeah i did mine i remember Salt Creek, backside air, same thing. As I landed, back foot slid off, you know, like just yeah. right off the back, and I just felt a good pop. And I'm like, oh, just, yeah. you know, oh, and you're like, why? 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 You know? <laughs> but, you know, those injuries happen and you, you bounce back, you know? Yeah. So, um, going back to, you said you were in the first movie that Vulcan made, A Lively yeah. Ride? A Lively Ride. Yep. And, and it was, Everything surf skate snow video, surf skate snow video, 
Got and is uh, it? Troy told me we're going to Puerto Escondido in a week. Go get a six nine or as big a board as you can get. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I just <clears throat> yeah. I think Maddie Thomas missed the beginning of my barrel, but he got the tail end of my good barrel there. You know, it wasn't massive, but I had like Abe Lerner there. I think it was Abe. He was down the beach where it was really big. He was just getting huge ones with Troy. Yeah. I mean, Terrifying. That, that was the training ground. Were you charging? Did you? No, I never. Were you never natural, had, like big wave? No, I, I had like a, a little bit of a scare in big waves, you know? Yeah. Asthmatic, not sc- terrified to get held under, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that was. That was always the thing that was holding me back. That was my weak spot that needed to always be improved. But there's, you know, there's that era where, you know, the. Or, you know, dudes before us that, I mean, even this, yeah, like that, yeah, everybody, you had to charge. Like you weren't, if you didn't charge, you weren't going to be a pro surfer. Yeah. yeah. Like that was kind of it. Like yeah. if you don't go to Hawaii and spend a winter there multiple times in, in charge, you don't have to be this Waimea surfer, but you got to go yeah. surf pipe, pipe sunset, and sunset. You got to be, Palaiva. hold yourself in those events. And I mean, there was sponsors telling you, if you don't go, like you're off the team. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. fuck. All right, you know? yeah. <laughs> I was out there. No, but yeah. it's it's intimidating for sure, and you know, it's kind of yeah. You don't want to be known as like a little wave surfer, you know. Yeah. Although no. there was guys making a living at that too. Were, were you in films already? Like, did no. you get video no. parts yet? No, library. A library ride was must have been eighteen, going on nineteen. And then it was... Uh, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it was a really big deal. They had a rad party for it. You know, like the Volcom guys, they made... Then they... I don't know. They, I think they did, like, uh, The Garden after that. Right? The snowboard movie, The mm-hmm. Garden. You remember that one? Yeah. Or no? Yeah. Totally. I remember uh, the cover. Yeah. Troy would... He would be going through the Super 8 stuff and taping it to a box and he would tape all the he, I remember showing up and he had this giant box with all these reels and then he had to glue it together piece by piece so crazy to make the video it was incredible like he'd find a part cut it and then tape like yeah, and then and he'd just put it together and put see, it together that's, and that's so just, cool when you hear it like how you know they how it gets yeah it, behind the scenes the behind the scenes was insane to, yeah I mean, and just not fucking up like a killer like wave or like clip yeah. you know and be like oh shit i did you know like troy was like hiking in the in europe for like months or whatever might have been a week but for those snowboard shots and he was filming it too you know yeah he wore a lot of hats he did yeah yeah and that's what's really cool about you know learning about the 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 backstory stuff of these guys like they're surfers right yeah like yeah wooly went to Pepperdine and was college educated, but he fucking rips, right? Yeah. And surfed well in contests and stuff. And you know, if he hadn't gotten that car accident and broke his neck, who knows what kind of surfing he could have done, right? And with Troy, it's like he's kind of gifted skateboarding, surfing, snowboarding, mm-hmm. and but he sends it. And he sends it, but he's so smart too. Like yeah. he didn't go to college, but. You know, for whatever reason, he's gifted in, in a lot of different ways and creatively, like, gnarly, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, those guys were my mentors. It's, it was a 
Awesome ride. So then after a live ride, I think it was, then we started filming for Magnaplasm. And then Bruce got picked up and he was like 16 years old. So I got to travel a little bit. And then Gavin was on those things as well. A couple of trips. Yeah, he was a when big was, name uh, that football, schmutball? Yeah, a little bit after, yeah. I think, the, the uh, library ride. I mean, uh, Magnaplasm. Yeah. But and it's then, cool to be with a brand like from such a small, like when you first got picked up, getting your stickers and a couple of t-shirts uh, and a, one board short or whatever, yeah. you know, to... Remember how bad... The movies yeah. and how big, you know, the brand became. Oh, it's amazing. You wrote, it's amazing. You Remember how bad the clothes were, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so... Like, now that I look back, I had a box of the first batch oh, of Vulcan clothes. Yeah. And, and then when, been... my, when my parents passed, it was up in the rafters and I totally forgot. And they had, like, the estate sale and got rid of everything. And I oh, forgot. I forgot it was up there. It was up there with the Sims blade that broke... That broke my elbow, you know. Yeah. What a bummer, huh? Yeah. That'd, yeah. That'd be. It would have been cool awesome those to big, have in the archives. Those big baggy. Pants Don't worry, it's all, the, it's coming. It's all full circle. Like you can just go pick back. it up off the yeah. shelf. The same stuff is just regurgitated. Oh, the kids like, are wearing the skate kids. Some, uh, some of them like a year ago, two years ago, like giant. Oh yeah, my sons are wearing size forties. You know. Yeah, yeah you're how, like, how dude, about, that's so lame. But they the don't. Board, they think it's cool. The board shorts with the uh, fake. Yeah, yeah, the fake leather. The fake leather and the denim. Yeah. Weird, like cobra skin, yeah. you know. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, is this? leopard. Yeah, like the cheetah, like, like zebra, whatever. The, yeah, like, like black texture. leather. And like I remember black leather, like Matt, fake leather. Matt Patterson was the first rep. <laughs> he so was cool. the. He was a rep. He was a rep. I'm pretty sure it was him that yeah. showed us the line at, at HSS, and we're like, you know, looking at it, like, what the hell is this? Because the the cartoon stuff that they used to make, right, with the the wino, like, sitting at the bar drinking. Uh-huh. You're like, yeah. who's going to wear this? Yeah. <laughs> right? Crooked eye. You're the crooked eye, and then you're like, ah, we, we, we're, we'll support these guys, you know? like, And then uh, I think it took a couple years for sure for yeah. it to, you know. I, I remember being, like, in the office. They had, like, a skate ramp in the office, in the second office, and I just remember Tucker Hall going, you're going to send it back? What? You're never gonna get us again. Doge and just slams the phone down. And I was like, that was gnarly. I bet that's happened <laughs> a lot over the years for a bunch of different brands. For sure. <laughs> it only goes one way, bro. Yeah. I know. It's. Yeah, what do you mean? This is the hottest shit out there. Like, yeah. you're not, you know, we got others. You know, you just. Regardless, you got to sell it. Like that's you know yeah. you got to like hey this is the best shit ever. Like you're crazy to think that you know you're, you don't want this or it's not up to par with the other like yeah you're you know that's how that's how you roll in the back yeah but you're but you're right Jake because it was awesome to see it from start to where they're at now you know yeah yeah, yeah I mean really. they you know I mean to watch and see the you know. Like getting Bruce, like he had Terje, you know, and then like Bruce was like the biggest name, you know, coming up. And, you know, when that deal signed, it was like, yeah, it was this like, is real now. Yeah. yeah. Now, now they're real. Yeah. I remember that. Because they didn't really have, you know, everybody else was going after like marquee, like already established surfers and Volcom just said, no, we're going to stay to the youth and then find like these emerging, like up-and-comers yeah because they were there there was nobody i thought like they, they were just gnarly surfers that, gnarly for sure that like, you respected and 
they plucked them out of every region across the globe. Like yeah, Hawaii, yeah. Their, their Hawaiian contingency. Oh, they took over Hawaii. Bro. Like, yes. Gnarly people, mm-hmm. you know? With, uh, like on Kauai, what was it? Uh, Kyborg? Kyborg, Kyborg Kala. Kala. Yeah. Kamale. Kamale. Yeah. Teva Dexter. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> Black for Bear. Sure. Right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dude. I got to travel a lot with uh, Barney Barron. Oh, that man. was Sean was one of the happiest, coolest people I've like ever traveled with. Like always in a good mood. Would you always would you like, like battle him in in the yeah. water? No, there wasn't much battling Barney because he was just no, just like trying to outdo each other. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but I was just because both of you are fucking as you know, being an aspiring pro, I battled everybody. Yeah. My goal each time that I paddled out was to be the best guy in the water. That was the goal. Like, if I could... If I, I was watching everybody. And if I saw somebody do something, it was just like I wanted to do something better. Yeah. Yeah. But you nailed it. The big wave surfing was just... That was the, uh, a hard one to get through. I think if I trained harder, like everybody, if you train harder, you get more comfortable in it. Yeah. And I... Sh- you know, you should always spit in it for all the groms. The more you can... S- more time you can spend in Hawaii, the better. Or wherever it's big. Yeah. I still hear kids say that it's still... I mean, it's really hard, right? You see the lineup at Pipe. Dude. When it's big, it's... Well, it's, you know... So crowded. Like... Let alone the... 60 to 100 people on one peak. Yeah. Practically. Yeah, you know? like a lower's peak. Yeah. Except, but... But, but it's, Ways of consequence. Yeah. Nobody knows until you paddle out at that spot. Yeah. Right? I watched an event where I was like, I can't wait to get out there. I'm going to get so barreled after the event and went out there and was like, oh my God. Humble, huh? It's humbling, yeah. yeah. The, the pristine days are, not that it's easy. It's oh, like the rough stormy days are the days that John John and all those guys make it look that much better. Yeah. You know, like they make it look too easy. Well, it's crazy to see even like, you don't. There isn't a lot of accidents or, or um, gnarly wipeouts. There are. We probably don't hear all of them, but that latest one with Jow. Yeah. Like holy crap! Like you know, you it, it's surprising to to see someone like that who's gotten really comfortable in Hawaii. I mean that that heat that he had against John John. Um, that years pipe. Ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, a couple years ago. Like, holy shit, he took it to John John. Yeah. yeah. Right? All those like, guys are I mean, so Dusty talented. Payne went down right yeah. there. It's just, that wave's just heavy. Yeah. Yeah, and the way he, f- like, ejected, Didn't you know, drop. felt like usually that's kind that's of one of the... perfect s- way to go. Some, yeah. One of the safer ways, you know. Or the you, way to do it. Yeah, like, the, versus getting sucked over. But, I mean, there's so much water, and it ha- has to go somewhere, and it's just folding, and it's going right back on the reef. Like, yeah, yeah sketchy. It's scary, for sure. Yeah. I go there and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll go surf, like, down the beach somewhere. I'm See? going rubber duckies. Yeah, dude, for sure. I like rubber duckies. <laughs> you don't want rubber duckies? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you got, to, you know, with the Volcom House, you got to spend a lot of time over there as much as you wanted, right? Yeah, let's see. When, when, basically, though, I was, like, a little bit ahead right at the end of when I was 20, maybe... 27 is when they actually got the house, okay. 28. So I was at the tail end where 
I was riding for Vans too, though, and they had a, a pretty nice setup house too. For sure. So I had one winter with them and not the Volcom guys, and the other, the other times Volcom would rent houses though. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the Jerry house when I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they always had a presence. They always had a place. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but they always just... had a place. Rory Parker was the spot where I, w- I went and stayed with him for three weeks the yeah. first year. You know. Right at sunset. sunset yeah. I mean, for anybody that can go over there for weeks on end, you're just, it's somewhat paradise. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I did get punched the first time at, uh, <laughs> literally going to Rocky Point. Okay. Something happened, and I think Dave Wassel got in a fight with somebody in town. And I Dave went, Wassel did? Dave Wassel did. Okay. And then I come to Rocky Point, and I have a Volcom sticker on my board, and this dude's like, are you Dave? I'm like, yeah. And he just socks me in the face. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? But I was with Rory. And Rory comes back. Freaks out. He comes back and he's like, but he was younger. He was yeah. like 14 He's still a scrapper. You know, he's like 18. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, he, he beat up my buddy. And, and he's like, no, he didn't. And he's like, Uncle Marvin's going to take you down. <laughs> he was like, he wow. yelled out Uncle Marvin. And the guy just backed off. Yeah. But it was like instantly I just get punched right <laughs> like wrong Dave. What, yeah. what is this? Welcome sticker, to- Dave. Bam Bam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hawaii's like next no level joke. it's Wild West. It was. Yeah, and then I think Such the next a- year might have been Wyatt Wyatt yeah. Wyatt's deal and I was like, Oh my gosh, that, this place is gnarly. Yeah, I mean there was days where you would go, you'd paddle out and you'd just be like, don't look at anybody, you know, <laughs> don't, don't cut anybody off. Like if, if, you know, somebody's going and they're too deep, you're still not like going to cave it in. You're like, I just, yeah. speaking and when of, you're paddling back out, you like, they're just yelling at you for paddling back out. You know? yeah. yeah. Speaking of Dan Malloy, I just remembered seeing a YouTube clip of him fighting somebody on the beach. In Hawaii? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was Dan Malloy. That's crazy. And like, it he was, was such crazy. a nice, such a nice little boy. Yeah, like, I can. It was the weirdest thing because uh, had to be self defense. Who else was? That's when he grew into his size. He was a big dude. I forget he, he got because he wasn't that big, but and yeah. then all of a sudden he's huge. Huge. <laughs> but he was fight like I think it was like some bodyboarders that he got in a scuffle with. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, somebody finally helped him out. But he was like. Boom, and then somebody would run from behind and hit him in the head, and like, oh shit, boom! Wow, I was like, holy crap, this is that's gnarly. Dan Malloy, yeah, yeah, do you know he's got two big brothers? (laughs) (laughs) So, you 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 did the QS and then started kind of focusing on the air shows, air shows, air shows, and then uh, I don't think I was at successful the first year i guess but then i ended up winning the one at uh at newport of all places i mean home break <clears throat> the home break the home advantage for sure because it just spent so much time there you just could nitpick which way was going to allow me to do the air that i needed to do you know mm-hmm. and you know if you're not comfortable like hitting those sections yeah you know you're always like I mean, the, the airs are doing now, landing out in the flats, like just is like next I heard that's next level. But yeah. you'd always look for those ways where, you know, hey, can I one get up above the lip, but two, can I land where I'm not going to like break myself? Yeah. You know, yeah. and in Newport, 
it took an adjustment to even come from Huntington to go surfing there a lot. It's like it's a different it's wave. a different wave, and you're you know you just had this mentality. And after surfing there for like you know a lot you know putting time in, there was no oncoming section you wouldn't hit anymore. Like you know going anywhere like I, it's like giant shore break. Like I'm gonna hit that lip, not you know. Yeah. It was yeah, it was yeah, scary. Yeah, a good sometimes. combo swell. You can get six to eight foot kickers, right? Yeah, they just come together, and you just it's like. The magic is the south swell with a wind swell. So then the, the left is just coming at you. And you get this wind chip from over here and a six to eight foot kicker coming at you. And I just remember back in the day, I just always wanted to get to come straight up and go upside down and catch it and just get super inverted. You know, and I got so close a couple of times, but yeah. Yeah. Now the yeah. guys are doing freaking now. Now, guys now, now you got to go practice on trampolines to figure out what these guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I won that air show. And, and what then, was uh, the prize? How much did you get? Like four grand? Like four grand. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember like... Yeah, I think it was four grand, yeah. And awesome. so that was like probably, you know, a couple years after I got that like six grand and I started making decent money and paying for all my trips and then I was basically on salary and it was like at yeah, 25, 26, I was gone every two weeks, you know? It was incredible. Yeah. My rent at Newport was like five thirty, almost living on the beach for my so own bedroom. Crazy. It was insane. So, were you doing a lot of chaperoning <laughs> trips as well as doing like your surf like professional trips or no, like like no, team sure. trips or anything? No, it was just straight surf. Just straight surf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, going back, what 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 were you doing in high school? Like, uh, did, did you have a job in high school? Uh, the first. Real job I had was Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you ask? Was free food included? Oh, food was included. Yeah. I made my own chili cheese bacon dogs every time. Yeah. Next level. Was yeah. it a building that was? Oh, like... I had a hairnet because we had long hair. You had long hair? Oh yeah, I had, had hair pictures, down, I, had a, uh, I don't even know if I have one. Come on! I swear I don't. I like it was past my shoulders. Yes. Like, just whipping it around. <laughs> so good. 90s. Archie. Yeah. Archie and Fletcher. Fletcher did. Like yeah. Fletcher. Just, yeah. Wiener schnitzel. Wiener schnitzel. And then I went to a, a pool cleaning job. Sick. A pool cleaning job was insane. My senior year of high school, and it was just like 10 pools for like, what, 50 bucks a week or something? Dude, it's huge. And I could do it whenever I wanted to. Yeah. So then I adjusted my high school schedule. A lot of kids had um, like... Your senior year, you get your last two periods off. I, I, I went. I took my first two periods off so I can go surf every morning. Reshuffled the the schedule. The deck, schedule. Yeah, yeah. So I, and then it's just that way I get glassy mornings every morning. So I was able to go surf uh, like every morning. You know. What was your like first? Uh, so you're you know still in high school. Any like surf trips like with family? If your parents know your site, did they do a Hawaii trip or you guys go on a family vacation? That's or, a good question. Yeah. Or, well, like. I did. Because that's a, your question. Really, like, family trip. Well, can we go where there's waves? Like, yeah, yeah. Right? We, we like, went up the coast. I surfed Ventura for the first time uh, when I was like 14 on that aggressive board or aggression board or something. Mm -hmm. And I think I only surfed uh, C Street that time. That was the first time surfing C Street. But no, like, family surf trips. The first surf trip was really uh, the Vulcan one going down to Mexico. No, Crazy. no, wait, I, I lied to dad and said, like, when I was, like, 17, riding for, uh, with Mino, and, like, uh, whatever, days before, I was like, hey, can I go to Mexico? 
And he's like, no, you're not going to Mexico. I'm like, all right. We're just going to go to San Diego. then the next week, I was like, hey, Dad, can I go to San Diego to surf today? It's cool, right? I'll be home like a couple hours after dark because we'll be way down there. Okay, no problem. So I went down to, I went down to uh, San Miguel oh. with, with, uh, with Mino. That numb nut purposely rides over, like hits this thing in the, in the road. Instead of dodging it, he purposely goes at it. And it was a piece of metal and gets a blowout. And we're like, anyhow, on the, toll, on the toll road with a blowout. And I'm in Mexico. I'm not supposed to be there. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, this <laughs> Why did to be... you do that? Like, you could have went around it. <laughs> anyhow, change the tire. Got, got really barreled at, at San Miguel. Dude, it was that's insane. such a good wave. And insane. those locals are gnarly there, too. Yeah. yeah. But I think when I was too. 17, they probably weren't like. Not as bad. Me- I don't think there were yeah. any Mexicans surfing back. That was Barry Deba's like spot. He would take us down there. Yeah. Like, we're going down to Miguel. You know, yeah. Baja Malibu and then afternoon session like Miguel. Because, yeah. you know, it's oh, protected. It's yeah. Baja yeah. Malibu was so freaking good. Dude, it's yeah. still. I, I mean, I it's not. It sucks now. Like, uh, you shouldn't go there. But now, just, <laughs> you shouldn't go there. Yeah, yeah. I but, guess they change. I don't think you can launch skis anymore at Rosarito. Uh, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Troy would know. Yeah, Troy yeah. would know. But I, I, so one of my buddies said that. The Long Brothers and a handful yeah. of others that yeah. are down there yeah. regularly. So you're back back to high school. And as you're, what, what were you thinking you were going to be like for a career? Did you ever think about oh, that? Oh, no, no. That wasn't, that wasn't, I just, yeah. Were you good think, in school? No. Uh, <laughs> Do you have parent pressure? Like, to do well, uh, like, no, in college? Like, yeah, yeah. So, my sister was kind of a derelict, sort of, or just liked to party. She set the tone. So, as long as I didn't have the cops around me. So, the good one was, I think, my freshman year of high school, my parents moved up the hill into some new homes where there were no kids, I had no friends, and I made honor roll, first time ever. Like, I had nothing to do except homework. Ugh. So, I made honor roll at 3.0. My dad was like, oh my gosh, you're like a golden child. Let's go get you a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is a funny story though. And then like, so I get the car. Uh, my sophomore year in high school, I have Spanish class and they're like, <clears throat> my dad's like, if you get a D, you can't, you can't surf for until your next quarter. You know, you, yeah, you have eight weeks straight. off, yeah. you know, if you get a D and I'm like, so I got super stressed out. I was getting a D, got super stressed out, got an A on the final. And then all of a sudden I got I had bumps on my side, and I was just like, "Mom, what is this?" Mom takes me to the doctor. Stress. You have shingles. Like, Sh- what are you? Are you stressed? And I'm like, "Well, my dad told me I wasn't gonna be able to surf if I got bad grades." Wow. My doctor told my parents, "Don't tell. Don't worry about his grades. He'll get through high school. It's not a big deal." So I never had to worry about grades anymore. So I just I slipped that that doctor a freaking <laughs> little, little extra. That was the, next the level. Pressure, the pressure was gone for 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 uh, grades. So then it was just like don't fail a class to have to retake it. So yeah. then I I skimmed the bar. Through. The bar got dropped. The bar got dropped. So it was cool. But you weren't but like you said. But, like I like I didn't excel in school, but I know if I sat down and had only that to do, yeah, I could retain the information. Yeah. I mean, what that's a trip. all you want. You got shingles. I got shingles, yeah, at like six, at, a, at 16. 15. Wow. At 15. Just stress. Stress because I was such a surf tweaker. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, huh? It's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, that's a funny, like, thinking back of what 
uh, Deepak, I was listening to Deepak and uh, Russell Brand, and he like he was talking about how <clears throat> he was a doctor and he told the guy that he had cancer and he saw the guy just deflate with, you know, and just, uh, and he's like, he read the guy the wrong chart. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, like that was the wrong chart. You're, you're totally fine. And he said he saw the guy blossom like a flower and he's like, that's that mind-body connection. The mind is connected to the body and yep. can totally destroy the body. And so if we're not positively thinking, yeah. we're like destroying our body by the negative <sighs> thoughts, right? So, so I just heard that one the other day and it's like, that was that's your body destroying itself, right? Just yeah. being so stressed out. Yeah, think positive and good vibes. Yeah. It's all about it. I, I When I have a shocker in the water <laughs> and I tell myself I suck, that works good, huh? It sucks. <laughs> it totally just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it yeah. Totally, you idiot! It totally, totally diminishes your, your energy. surfing. Your energy. Like, like your energy, yeah. yeah. But but it's easy. It's so hard to like to stay. stay positive when you're not getting the right way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when Jay's paddling around you. Yeah. Well, paddling. that's when you... Because <laughs> he you... paddles faster than you. This doesn't mean you get all the waves. <laughs> I don't see anybody <laughs> with T-Rex arms. Like, I don't see like anybody. <laughs> now, well, but luckily for me, his back is jacked, so yeah, I have to. It's getting better, dude. I'm I'm on it now. The uh, yeah, the if you're having a bad shocker in the water, just just come in and sit on the beach and like meditate. Just not meditate, but just like. Just hang out just for a few minutes and like re, re, and breathe go down in, the beach, breathe out. you know, move, yeah, reset. move, yeah, just a reset. Like out when you're out there, maybe you, you paddle this way, you miss a wave, you paddle that way, or you can, you know, like you, yeah. you just got to get out of that funk and you got to get out and, yeah. and either walk down the beach and paddle back out or just wait a few minutes and get back out. I, I know big you difference. said you're, you're, both your parents are, they passed? They both passed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It's okay. But... When you started getting sponsored and winning contests and traveling the world, was your dad? Were your, were your parents like, "Whoa!" Like tripping, like yeah. you know, yeah. proud and like surprised? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dad was super proud of me. Like my mom always said, like <clears throat> they had their own dump truck business hauling sand and gravel. So they worked in the office. They owned like they got up to six trucks. So wow. they would just tell the trucks where to go, where to pick it up. They got the, the, um, my grandpa started the business. My dad basically created it. And so, yeah, he was, like I said, super supportive and, uh, they were really into it, you know? Yeah. I remember like doing the, I think the Caton contest with, with all the Volcom guys, right? Yeah. And I think I, like I made the final and for me, that was like a highlight. I think you lost us, Dr. G team. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Wait, Dr. G's team won? Yeah, we won a couple times, I think. Yeah, yeah, Uh, those things were insane. So it's like, that was like a big, I remember like my parents being on the beach, my whole family and like super supportive and that was a cool highlight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but they weren't, they they were supportive and they just wanted me to like do whatever I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. And they probably had this idea that like they had a business going and like no matter what, if it falls off, like. Come work for us. He's going to work for us. Yeah. And I actually did. Like when I was like 29, I worked there for almost a year. Uh, and that's cool to have. Like, I mean, that's legacy. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like your safety net and, and yeah. your parents. Like, without even knowing it. Without knowing it. Yeah. And like, hey, go do whatever. But, you know, hey, we got the family business, which is like awesome. You yeah. know? Is it yep. still around? No. 
No. So the re- when the recession hit, and all construction stopped. Like I remember, like yeah, in like two thousand. Let's see. 10. Yeah, but before that, so the construction side sees uh, the recession coming way before. So my my dad, I just remember I was working in the office. I was still getting paid to surf, so I can take off on surf trips at the same time and still try to learn the business with my dad and be in the office as much as I can. And that was in Orange. And so I'd go out there. Anyhow, um, he's like, there's no way this is going to be sustainable to have people buying a load of sand for $1,000. And they were also bringing sand in from uh, from Ensenada to Long Beach on a barge where trucks could pick it up and deliver it to the construction sites in Orange County. Wow. So it was just exploding, and it was just it was going to pop sooner or later. And it was just... That's what happened. And then his business stopped. And then when he closed the doors, then he started working for another uh, dump truck business where he just knew how to run it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, right? Yeah. You know, just the types of, you know, different businesses out there to make money. You know, yeah. you think like, hey, I'm just moving sand and rock. But Yeah, so my uncle, my uncle was an owner-operator, like had his own truck and um, operated it. And then my dad would uh, hire him. For the you know, but he yeah. but he would make more money because he owned the truck. Yeah, yeah. And then the other guys, the other six guys that my dad had working for him were just drivers, so they were paid like either hourly or per load. You know, it's crazy. Pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. We had um, Scott Scarborough that uh, owns InFlight. Yeah. Um, his his dad did like uh, land moving too. Earth like, moving, yeah. Earth, earth moving. movers, yeah. yeah, that stuff. Yep. That grading yeah. and stuff. Yep, the grading that was all part of it, and then you got cement guys too, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I dove into that business for a little bit, and then one of my uh, uh, like friends from inland, one of those inland kooks that shredded, <laughs> had a pool cleaning business, and I saw him in the water one day, and I was working for my dad. And then he was like, Dave, I got 100 pools. I need help bad. Wow. And he was like, I'll pay you X amount of dollars, and you can surf all day, basically. And you just have to go work for about two to four hours to do the pools. I'll pay you, and you can still surf. And then I started a pool cleaning business at like 30 years old. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And then right like at that same... Like a spin-off from him or with him? Like No, I, I, uh, no, I just worked for Mike, yeah. for my buddy Hop. And, uh, and then right when I started that is when Brad Doherty was just like, Hey, like I started surfing a lot more cause I was at the beach more and I was going into Vulcan more and I was still trying to be a part of it at 30. I was just like, I need to phase out. I'm like 30. Like, yeah. what am I really going to do with my life? Um, it might've been 29, but irrelevant. And then, uh, uh, and then Brad offered me the job to. Uh, work with the team wow. you know the amateur team slash the pros you know yeah and it was cool it was an awesome experience because yeah, he needed help or just divide yeah, and conquer like yeah. kind of both like hey we yeah well he wanted like sure they wanted to still be like the different uh company yeah that had like somebody in the field working you know and nobody at that time had somebody at every amateur event so i was at every amateur event basically with uh andrew doheny during that time it was really cool to work with him during uh, from like sixteen to twenty. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He was a very talented person, dude. Dude. It was really sad to hear his 
dad passed as well. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he was, he's gnarly for sure. Gnarly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it's like, you know, there's those kids that, you know, stand out, that stand out at a young age and, you know, high hopes, you know, and if they have the right guidance and they, you know, all the things align, you know, you hope, you know, you love seeing people like yeah. come, come, you know, local boy, you know, kind of yeah, come yeah. through and flourish. So were you still working with the Jacks, managing Jacks team, team too? Uh, so there was like a gap where um, in my later 20s at like 27, 28, got clipped from Jacks. And then once I started with the um, the Volcom team, Jamal just I think Jamal just randomly hit me up like Dave, can you help the can you help out our team? And I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I jumped back in with Jamal again and started helping with their team, and it's been um, it's been a long time now. Yeah, because they're I mean, it's not like one shop, one town. They got you know they got a, they have yeah, yeah have kids all up and down the coast yeah. you know, yeah. and that's kind of tricky when it's outside of your little like home hometown yeah. and if you're on the the radar with all the other kids and traveling and at the events and at all the events yeah. and so makes sense i've been fortunate enough to <clears throat> like we picked up griffin cole pinto when he was like 12 years old and then he was on the team they, they had john john on the team until you know whatever like but he was on like their remember the oakley shop challenges yeah. like john john was on that for a little while and then you know just pick up Cole Hauschman, you know, when he was young and just trying to like Nick pick like the best kids and Kanoa. And Kanoa's some, on it. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. And then any of the other kids that even just recently it's I've gotten some photos of kids getting their boxes and how stoked they are, you know. Yeah. When you just give them a little bit of encouragement, you know, and just like they It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And so Yeah, we talk about that like, you know, your first sponsor, you're just like, what? Yeah. You know, especially yeah. like someone like you that's from inland that. You know what that feels like. You've yeah, been there. It, yeah. You, you earn something that not very many people from your area yeah. are ever going to experience, right? So. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, hey, this cool kid, he rips, but he's never going to be that like top tier. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, you're trying to just create like some relationships with some kids yeah. that are in the moment, you know, that, Hey, that you, the, you just the, the never feed, know though. Yeah. You never know. And the feed, you know, the feedback, the residual, like why do these brands and these surf shops do it? It's like, they, you know, you want them to be a part of the, the industry, the culture. Yeah. 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 I mean, things like that can change the trajectory of your life, right? Sure. Cause sure. it's such a confidence booster. And depending on if the kid's smart or level headed and has good parenting, I mean, that helps them go farther. Farther. Right? Yeah. Like somebody else, it's like, yeah. Oh, I don't have just mom goggles on, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. somebody else thinks he's good too? Cool. Like you should keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no other industries that like do that, you know, sponsor yeah. like young kids for, yeah. you know, like we talked yeah, about I, the surf, skate, snow, like now, mo you know, whatever, wake, you know, the action sports industry. Mm -hmm. You know, like most people are part of a team and you have to pay for the jersey and it's just only one season and you got to get, you know, like you're always yeah. on this like team thing. And the organized sports is totally different from our sports. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, was... but even if it's like, you know, maybe you're a, a ice skater, you know, like performing, you know, like what, like niche stuff that that isn't a team. Yeah. Like there's no ice skate 
companies that are, hey, well, let's like hook this kid up, you know, <laughs> like this kid rips or like, you know, like there's, it doesn't happen Rolling outside. Company. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen outside of, you know, the action sports, which is just crazy. So, so yeah. you were transitioning out of pro surfing, sort of. Yeah. You, you, you started a pool company and then got hired by Volcom to help run the team. And then Jacks. And then what? And then what? And then what? Uh, let's see. Um, kids, marriage. Kids, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the same time that my son basically was born at an NSSA contest when I was coaching the te- like the Vulcan team. <laughs> day, I think day one, I brought him down to like hang out with Janice and Gaylene, and so Zealand has known them forever, you know, and Tava as well too, but. They grew up on the beach, which has been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both, like, Tava's competing. Let's see, she kind of aged out. And then Zeeland's 16, and he still wants it, you know? Yeah. And he pushes it pretty hard. They both do. But, like, they need to push it harder. So, and, and I was just talking to another guy today. you got to put in those 10,000 hours, you know? Yeah. And you got to be obsessed about it, you know? You can't. Can't be you can't just in. do two out two three even hours if, a day. Even if you do yeah. have the talent, like you got to be obsessed with it. Obsessed. Like, in yeah. other words, a tweaker. A tweaker. Yeah. You got to be like if it's not if yeah. you're not doing it, you're, something's wrong. Yeah. Right. It is. Yeah. It's. You got to be passionate and obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. 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 And like and, throw everything away besides. And that's. You know, good and bad, you know, yeah. because it does take away from other aspects of your life, whether yeah. it's school or work or family or relationships or whatever, totally. you know, like it, it's a price yeah. that pay, you know, it's a teetering, it's a like, te- teetering, <laughs> you know, the reward is tenfold if you can climb that, you yeah. know, that, um, you know, to that caliber mm-hmm. and be a, you yeah. know, a high, high player and within that sport. But yeah, I mean, it comes down to. So you like, can't force it. You got to let the kid want it. It's got to be all the kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, coming from a, a dad that had, yeah. you know, pretty much glorious life of game. traveling the world. It's like, yeah, the both of you, man, I want, I want my kids to be able to do that. But if it's like, they don't, you know, if they don't have the same vision, they don't have it. Yeah. yeah it's not going to be mine. It's like, okay, well, yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. So I did that till, till about 36, 30, let's see, 37. And then the Volcom thing, like I said earlier, um, the first thing of budget cuts is is part of the team and marketing. marketing. And I was part of the marketing team, but thank God I was like there and had a tight relationship with them. So they gave me that like severance pay where I didn't really have to work and I could build my clientele of, of surf coaching. And I reached out to Jake Hoos that was running the CDM surf team. And I just jumped in with that and... Just started working uh, with kids individu- individually, which was essentially the same thing as what I was doing with the Volcom team, except it was one-on-one with families instead of the Volcom team. Like the 10 Volcom kids, I had 10 athletes that I would work on a weekly basis, and it's kind of been the same ever since. Nice. That's, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. You know, I'm obviously, you know, not just having that Volcom resume, you know, yeah. of like, oh, I'm, you know, working... They see you at the events. They see how, you know, like all eyes are on you. Like, oh, Dave Post, like, <coughs> you know, he's working with these kids or that, you know, the the rumor, you know, the, you yeah. know is out. Like, Dave, you know, he's easy to work with. He's, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure, yeah, your roster filled up real quick. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And uh, for a, <clears throat> and being a surf coach, in a sense, like I just really dove into the fact that got to kind of, in order to stay busy and have a family and support a family, kind of have to work with all levels. So from like almost beginners to advance, but it really like working with the beginners is really fun to do on a weekly basis, just not every single day. Yeah. Because they're so passionate about it. Like it's just no matter they what they're doing, crazy. it's more of your stoke than their stoke. And and like what I nicknamed myself a woober, like a wave uber you know <laughs> yeah because you're guiding them into waves yeah and then at the same time you're teaching them how to uh, read the ocean you know yeah. and there's so much that goes into it and probably through that time instead of like the Vulcan guys actually um they're already good right they need technical work right but the beginner kids like brought in a whole nother way of looking at surfing and yeah. trying to dissect how to make them better surfers and isn't it it's really interesting isn't it crazy when you are reflecting of you you go through surfing learning it and to get to the you know the level you're at and then you're watching these kids and you're like fuck surfing's hard <laughs> like it's really hard like, it, you know, because some keep people have natural ability or they have the mindset or whatever. But regardless, like, you see it day in and day out. You're working with these kids and you're like, man, if you just did this, this, and this, like, you'd help you so yeah. much. But it can't compute sometimes. Or they do it. It's just like, it, it's so rewarding, but it's also super yeah. frustrating at the same time because it's like, you it, want them all, like, it's not, you know, it's yeah. hard to say, right? It's like, you yeah. see, you see... You know, you see the ability they could get here, but then some, you know, like sometimes they, they, they just don't, you know, see. I, I, I'm just speaking on mine. You yeah. know, I tell my kid this all the time, you know, like, yeah. hey, just on that turn, you know, like, you know, just extend it or, hey, get a little, you know, like these just subtleties. And it's like you go out there and they don't do it. And I'm like, are you not <laughs> listening? Like, No, no, it, it's not. There's too many distractions and they like, so kind of simplify it. Simplify it, give them one goal, and think about it, think about it, think about it, even when you're riding. Yeah. And even when you stand up, don't worry about the wave, just worry about your technique. Yeah. And then and then it'll kind of come together a little bit. Figure eight. But, but you're right, Figure though. It's, like, it's really baffling watching some of them, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. how long are they going to do this for? But the cool thing I've seen, what I've seen is I've seen some of the goofiest styles turn into really good surfing you know oh so it's like some of the goofiest stuff turns into really good yeah and that's really good surfing. that's a good point too because it's really hard at a young age you know like style isn't even really on that like forefront right. it's kind of just you know doing maneuvers or yeah. you know learning technique technique and stuff and then you know like the stance you know you're like your stance, your front foot, like that board will, can't do anything. Well, that front foot's like, yeah, you know, three in, three inches too far up. Move, you know, just little, just getting the, the sweet spot on the board. You know, like that's just get your feet here. You know, like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. pink. You know, every you know you. And pick, then every surfboard's a snowflake, so they could be on a, a slug. You never and know, you're right? Like, okay, is it the board or is it him? Yeah, they get a new board and it's still wrong, and it's like. oh, so you've been coaching for 
a decade at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple. Almost, uh, almost two. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's crazy because you you're talking about Andrew Doheny, right? Who's like a prodigy, right? And it's it's he's done a lot, right? Accomplished a lot, but probably. He's got one of the, he's like a Dane Reynolds sort of guy, right? Like explosive, progressive, like raw. And like Dane, they weren't really like contest surfers. Yeah. Right? Which is so weird to think about coaching and you've worked with him for a long time and it's not your fault, right? Like you can only coach and, you know, try to help somebody progress. But if that person, at that time is trying to be a contest surfer but it ends up not being you know what i mean yeah like it's it's got to be so like not just frustrating but also like dude you've got yeah. so much potential right but you're not you're not using it yeah i'm sure you got people that just want to get better and then there's some people that like i want to win heats you know yeah. and then there's a combination of both where you know you got to look at each athlete is like hey what do you you know what do you want to accomplish like you just I mean, most kids want to compete for sure, but it's yeah. like, you know, some are like, man, I just want to, maybe they want to be the next Dane Reynolds and they want to contest yeah. or whoever, yeah. you know, and some want to be like, I want to win every eight. So I ran into you, was that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday morning. And that kid. Got that, accepted to Yale. Yeah. 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 How long were you, had, had you been working with him? Uh, since he was 12, I think. Yeah. And he's 18 now. Yeah. And surfer that's going to yell yeah just one, once no a waves. week i just been working with him and his family once a week and he, he's like the same thing just wants to get better yeah competes a little bit likes to compete and just he's just in it to get better yeah yeah but was he surfing in that contest no no no, no. we were just uh, surfing yeah just off contest. to the side because it was better yeah you know? the overall goal is to get the people in the best waves possible yeah you know yeah you're not, not taking them to a so you're, horrible place. you're like coaching multiple different levels and tiers yeah. of, of like yeah. desire and and like goals. Yeah. Like there's just guys like him that yeah they just want to learn how to surf better. You know who Lennon's coach is? Aki. <laughs> Aki. Aki. Yeah. Aki. Aki critiques him. Yeah. yeah. It's on video, bro. That, that was funny. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, there's. It's just yep. evolved that way. It's pretty interesting. Like, for a while, I guess I was only doing competitive kids. And then it just slowly evolved to be uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. And I've still been working with Parker Cohn a little bit. Uh, you know, he's doing pretty well in the QS. Like, technical, like, his, he just has a, a what does he have a problem with? He just mindset, you know, when it comes down to a heat. Well, actually, the top 10 guys, 20 guys in the each region is incredible these days, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a... He's got the talent. He got, he got second at nationals. So I worked with Parker from, like, 12 years old to 18 years old, probably about, like, once a week, same thing. Uh, and then he got second at nationals to Baron Mamiya. And then he went to college. And then he came back to... Uh, after COVID hit, during COVID, he came back and, and is giving it a go again, you know? Nice. And so he's still, I think we're going to meet up tomorrow morning, and he's still going at it. Yeah. That's he has a cool. chance. He's crazy in big waves. He's yeah. really, 
really good. He's yeah, so Charger. athletically strong, and yeah, he's he has a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah. he really does. And, and it's cool that you know when we grew up, you know, that pro surfer like you know age was like young, like you you know. Yeah, you've yeah, done like it. You thought you were something. done at thirty or yeah. like twenty five. Like, you know, it's right? it's awesome that you know he you know made a go. Maybe parents or hey backup plan go to college and then you know come out and I mean it's a good balance and it's a good mindset to have you yeah. know um, obviously you know eighteen you'd like to have a huge contract and you know be you know charging the world but it doesn't matter you yeah. know twenty two yeah. you're still like in your prime now. you know a few years later it's harder to do now with trying you know be eighteen and get oh for a sure big contract yeah but yeah, it's harder than ever. Yeah. Fudge. yeah, it's now, crazy. Yeah. We we were talking too on the beach because not only coaching you're you're doing. Uh, sun I've been doing yeah. I was doing sunrun, so I ended up. Uh, I've been teaching the VP of sunrun how to surf for like the past like four years. So nice. like the back end of that story was one of the younger kids that I coach, Sam Niger, comes up to me at Creek and was just like. Uh, what are you doing, Dave? And we started talking. And what are you doing? And he's like, I started working for Sunrun. You should do that. And I'm like, wait a second. Ty Williams, are you the VP of Sunrun? <laughs> should I work for you? And he's like, come into my office. I'll show you what we're doing. So I dove into the solar world. Wait, I, you were already teaching him how to surf? And yeah. You didn't I, didn't even, was... I didn't even th- I didn't even. know what he really did. Some I was tech just, company, Sunrun, yeah. who knows, whatever. I had no idea. Like He was like the VP of a $10 million, ten billion dollar company i think or something Uh, something crazy anyhow he's traveling the world like traveling united states constantly from monday to thursday and he would come to me at friday morning being torched from traveling and exhausted but we would do like a surf session and i'd paddle out with him and try to teach him everything i know and then but rewind back to um yeah and then sam i saw sam and he's like you should work for sunrun and i was like wait a second is that ty's company and so I jumped into that, and I was like, I, I want to learn how to sell stuff, you know? Like, the coaching to me was, like, going to be a, a ceiling that I, I wanted to crack open of, like, get into sales, you know? And so I dove into that for um, a couple years, and, yeah, it's going okay. It was just, like, the guys that do really well, I got Chad Towersy, the job over there, Tito. He's Uncle doing T- really well, Uncle Tito. And um, I love his videos. <laughs> yeah, he's insane. When he's going and selling, he has it on the clipboard, yeah. and he's just like pitching he's it so and stuff. Good. He's so good. He's so good, he's and got it's the like gift. he does. Yeah, and it, the gift of gab, you know. And um, it's terrifying going through a neighborhood. It's next level terrifying. Yeah. But so like, it was really cool working with Ty Williams because the whole door knocking thing and like door to door sales is like identical to surfing, as in like getting your reps in. Well, getting your reps uh, in. And just being out there, getting comfortable, it goes hand in hand. And I guess it goes hand in hand with sales, basically. And yeah. not getting discouraged when you get the nose and just keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. So I haven't been super su- successful in the sales part of Sunrun, but I still promote the the solar. And I am sharing some deals right now with some people and potentially might uh, start working for Sunrun again. Right now, I'm working for a dealer that supplies a bunch of different companies and Sunrun, but I was told a few months ago that I can't supply Sunrun anymore, and right now, my gut instinct says that to go with uh, Sunrun, the biggest company, because apparently 
50% of the small companies are going to go under in five years. So if you don't go with a big company, you might, you might end up orphaned is what they say, and you can't get anybody up there to maintain them. Mm. So yeah. that's the solar pitch there. Long, long, long haul, yeah. That's the long haul. Yeah. The long run or long... Long game. Long game. There it is. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Your honor. The long game. Anyhow, uh, and then I sort of just got into, um, it is a WFG working with Chet Thomas, the pro skater that was part of Volcom from the very beginning. Yeah. So I'm working with him and it's a financial education program that basically is dealing with uh, term life insurance and life insurance and teaching people about finance. Yeah. So we walk people through a Zoom and if they're interested, you can grab some products maybe that if you want to learn more about the education and or about the business and it's just learning more sales stuff basically. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, how important is, wish she had like that kind of guidance when you're young and making money and yeah. just, you know, simple actually, things of yeah. like, hey, put away IRA, you know, put a hundred bucks away in some money market or some retirement and, you know, just... Have, have, I mean, how have, many nights have, do you just blow a hundred or two hundred bucks a night? You know, it's like, wow, I just one net, one night a month less, and just yeah. tuck that away, and yeah, yeah. we'd all be killing yeah. it. So WFG, yeah, the World Finance Group, yeah, and then uh, so I'm just diving into that in the last couple months, and keeping the coaching going. So basically, coach in the morning, coach in the evening, maybe a homeschool kid or a. Um, Adult learner, or like. a, or adult learner in the middle of the day, and then filling in the gaps with WFG and uh, the solar stuff. Nice. Just staying busy, you yeah. know. Giving you a flexible schedule, but yet filled. Exactly. You know. So that was the that exactly the goal is just like keep it flexible, so I can still ditch a day of work and enjoy myself and shred and have my own and not yeah, not have somebody yell at me. Well, you know, that's, you know, being your has own, its own boss. Has it, its own ups and downs, yeah, for sure. Job security, <laughs> providing, living in Orange County, and, you know, trying to be a kid still. I mean, we yeah. all we all want to just, what's, how, how do we make money but stay in the water as much as we can? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. That is the goal. It's my goal, too. So, what's uh, what, what's next for coaching? Next for coaching... I would think the next for coaching would be uh, kind of like a seminar. I've been working on like a surf book forever, as in like taking all these notes and putting them down of like what I think works and doesn't work from amateur, I mean from the beginner all the way to the pro level, right? From contest stuff. And so I really want to get groups of kids together and work on mindset, meditation, and then technique all at the same time. So kind of like set up some, like a group environment, yeah, and uh, walk them through that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's so you know we didn't have coaches growing up, you know, we didn't have yeah. like that. I mean, it's when you got to a level, you know, Quicksilver would do their workout, you know, certain. You got to a level where you did have some support, mm-hmm. but you know, to really, you know, improve, you need you need. You need your peers. You need rival. You need yeah. like people lifting you up. Like I mean, every day we surfed because there was a lot of good kids in Huntington. We were running heats every day. Yeah. It's free surfing. Sparring. Part, okay. Yeah. yeah. You need spar. Like hey, we're running a heat and like everybody's kind of yeah. judging and you know like yeah. you know you're you're you know you're getting that with like you know with somebody 
that has expertise that's kind of looking at everybody, you know, like, because yeah. we would do it and be like, okay, what do you think you gave me? You'd always kind of yeah. either blow your score up or I didn't, no, you didn't, compl- you know, like, yeah. but you're always judging your own surfing, you yeah. know, you're always taking that info from your, your friends. Hey, that was a sick turn or hey, you really, but to have somebody that's, you know, knowledgeable. Yeah. Well, well he, we have digital stuff. Digital. It's crazy. It's yeah. the instant feedback. I, I can, like with your iPhone, you could video somebody, throw it on iMovie, split it with a pro, and watch the difference between instantly. Yeah. And it's like, here's what you did wrong, and here's the pro did the cutback. Like, oh, that's what I'm what, what I like. Hey, go out and try. Yeah. And it's like, we couldn't do that. No. We had to go home and... Watch the tape and yeah. Oh, what I, I suck. Like, <laughs> usually that's what happens when you watch the footage. You're you like, watch yourself. For I the thought first I got time. so high. Like credit card air, bro. Credit card. Credit. You put your. You know. What, what I like during our conversation is how you you said the the word mentor quite a bit, and that's what coaching is, right? Yeah. And it, it's funny because when when um, we've talked to different coaches, we've talked to different pro surfers, and Recently, we, we did uh, Nate Yeoman's Big Deluxe, right? Yeah. And he slugged it out on the world tour for well, QS for like six years and never made it. And finally did, hired Kanga. Oh, really? Yeah. He finally he hired Kanga. And that I was that. No way. that was the difference to make him finally qualify for the world tour. Hmm. And okay. it's it's funny to, you know to hear and talk about it because he's like yeah you know like he did a seminar with a group of surfers and everyone paid this much and he's like dude i couldn't believe it you know this guy's killing it you know coaching he's like but it was worth it because you know it got results paid off it paid off but um but yeah i think what what you do it's like you you could recognize talent right but if you don't have the desire, like we've been talking about, your talent means nothing, you know? Yeah. And it, and it's what you do for the people that want it is important because yeah. you're, like, talent, giving them confidence and, and showing them and getting them in the right, you know, frame of mind to be more confident and win contests, right? It's a win-win for, for coach, you yeah. know? Like, you... Obviously, what you're doing is paying off when you see somebody improve, and then the reward of watching somebody improve is like, yeah, you're just stoked for them, you know, like, yeah. oh man, I, I, that's you, know, you it's made really it to that cool. next, yeah. really you made cool it to, to that next, people. you know, hey, dude, you, are, you just hit another level today, yeah, <laughs> just like you went, yeah, that was next level, and it's not like patting yourself on the back, like, yeah, I did it all. It's like you're a part of watching something, yeah, great, you know, like, yeah. hey, you know, it could have been just. Working on a turn could have yeah. been that one maneuver they were stuck with. It could have been, you know, hey, guidance on like, oh, that board, you should probably next board you order, you know, order these dimensions or, you know, like yeah. just whatever, you know, and then yeah, that get that new that board. Because, you know, when you get that magic board, you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. Think too, Put that like on ice. The Nate, the Nate Yeoman's one is like he was setting intention of making the tour. Like he was paying for it and he was just like. So dedicated. He was all in, all you know? in. And he's like I, I and i guess like vulnerable as in like i need help yeah you know yeah and yeah and he finally you know that's cool i didn't know he got yeah guided by anything here that's cool yeah it's 
I mean, yeah, sometimes it's just maybe it's not so much that particular person, but just putting that pressure, you know, like, hey, I'm like doing something different, you know, like you said, going back to the mindset, you know, maybe maybe Kanga did or didn't. Well, he but he said he gave him a lot of good oh, pointers. Oh, yeah. he had a, you know? a lot Strategy. of pointers. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. all that. He's like, yeah, stuff I would have never thought of, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, somebody like that, you know, who is a seasoned veteran almost at six years trying to grind it out, to finally have something click, right? And then six, accomplish a milestone and a goal, that's freaking huge. And that's what you know, coaching does, right? Yeah. Mentoring does. Yeah. I mean, some of the guys, I mean, the best of the best, whether it's John John or, or, you know, like, I don't know who else else coaches like on tour, but like, you know, yeah, the, speaking of coaches, Galley. Galley. Uh, Galley. Yeah. So the one guys. contest I did good in Portugal, um, I was watching a heat and he was losing the whole heat. It got pretty sloppy and bad. And he was comboed up until the last two minutes, and he got like two high eights in two minutes. And I was like, <laughs> "That's never giving up." In yeah. two minutes, <laughs> yeah, That's wow. So crazy. Like where you just bah, 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 bah. and growing up in Santa Cruz, would constantly go to Manresa yeah. and put in his time surfing bad waves, even though there's good waves everywhere. You got to put in the time, yeah, with the bad waves. Yeah, everybody could surf decent or well in good waves. It's yeah. like yeah, I mean, yeah, it's easy yeah. to make an excellent wave. Yeah, you go get a good score. You go put a scaffolding on the beach, and you go throw like some jersey. Yeah. You know the waves are going to get shitty. Eighty yeah. <laughs> percent of the time, it's not good. Right. I remember like when we were kids, and uh, Kern came and spoke at our surf surf class a couple times, and he would tell us like I would I would go paddle out on like a six six or six eight. For like the whole week before the event, I wouldn't ride my shortboard. I'd just ride like a bigger board. So then, when I got onto my board, it felt like yeah, like skateboard, like a skateboard, you yeah. know. Yeah. And you're just like, what? I'm gonna go. Sur- I'm gonna ride my step up, you know. But yeah. it was like just again going through the motion. It worked harder. You had to work harder for everything and slop, you know. You like yeah. you would always surf the fourth, shitty, the fourth shitty waves. Like you know, it wasn't like he was going out at Rincon and you know six foot. It's like I'm surfing. Shitty, but that was like you know just going through the motions and making it work and grinding every little you yeah. know get on a freaking zinger. So you live in San Clemente. You've lived there for a while. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Ever since my kid was in kindergarten, so just about 12, 12 years, eleven years now. Yep. I'm I, I'm changing the intro again. So, Professional surfer so, from so Orange to, to Newport to I, I didn't San fill, Clemente. Fill you guys in like I. Uh, so during the coaching the Volcom team, <clears throat> one of the kids from. Broji Panesi from San Francisco uh, or Pacifica, he, him and his family or his family would come down and camp at the, uh, what is it, the uh, San Mateo campground by, right by Lowers, mm-hmm. and we were we were renting in in the Costa Mesa, and they were camping there all summer long, and the dad would fly back and forth. But somehow my wife was just like, "Do you want to live out of an RV while we work with the Volcom team?" And I was like, "Heck yeah." So we just started selling everything off, and then within like a couple of months, we were living out of an RV, basically. Wow! When my kids were uh, three and one, so we jumped in a um, in a beater at first, and then we bought like a big thirty foot ultralight trailer, and pulled that thing up and down the coast basically for two years. You're kidding me! Went up like, save a ton of money. No, <laughs> thought thought it we were gonna save some money, right? But the 
during we like bought the thing like before the new year and then it was like 30 bucks a, a night to stay at um a state park yeah I'm like that's 900 bucks we're still we'll be saving some money well, January first, it jumped up to fifty-five dollars a night, and it was like more than up. our rent. <laughs> yeah, damn. But it was cool because uh, we were just working with the Volcom team, so we spent a lot of time in Malibu with J- uh, Andrew Jacobson, and then we'd go up to, and then we picked up uh, Parker Coffin at the time too. Yeah, I forgot Parker Coffin was part of the whole team back then too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'd go up to Santa Barbara and stay up at Carpinteria and. Hang out with Parker and his family. We go cool. down to um, Seaside at San Jaleo and and hang out with uh, Ryan Birch, you know. And like my whole deal was just to hang out with the Volcom team. So it was like we were just constantly it, moving every two weeks again. It was really fun. And to be on the part cool. of the coast that's kind of like that blowing up that sw- you know certain swell directions. Oh, like, it was hey, so fun. Yeah. yeah, like oh, it's yeah. You're not hitting Fixed. traffic every day. You're kind of like, well, we got this swell. Yeah. Let's just go to this part of the coast for yeah. the next week or two. It was insane. Two. It was yeah. such a good time. That's right. So th- we, we ended up, Cole Hauschman had a, um, he was playing flag football with the uh, Yeah, he was. Kid. He was on the, soon to go tackle football to NFL <laughs> linebacker. But. He should have been NFL <laughs> for sure. Anyhow, the lady ran the registration at the church's campground, and we got to I got to camp at uh, the church's campground for two months, and then that's, that's how we ended, that's how we ended up moving down to uh, San Clemente. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, just so fell in love with San Clemente. The question I was going to ask: Board Riders Club. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Newport's team. Okay, diehard Newport, you know, <laughs> and I even got my kids on the team, so nice. it was like. I knew that would be, be a little bit weird, but the, the the field is so deep at San Clemente, I'm stoked that me and my kids are part of the Newport team. Totally. We both got to, all three of us got to compete uh, this last summer at at Lowers, you know? Nice. And my son got, like, the highest score of the family. He Sick. beat me, That's which is cool. Awesome. You know, it was rad to see him yeah. tag that- it three times backside at the Board Riders event at Lowers. It was just, like, it was incredible. That's it's killer. so cool. Yeah. So, the board riders thing's been super fun too. Yeah, and that thing's yeah, bringing all the all the cities, all the, genera- all the, old, all the, the generations. Old- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been we see Archie, we see Machado, we see O'Connell. Yeah, it's, it, it's fun. Rufo. Yeah. yeah. Besides the fact of the 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 team format, it's just too fun to watch. Yeah, being a surf tweaker, you know. Yeah, and it pretty much always goes down to the wire unless. Not with you guys, though, huh? HB? You guys smoke everybody like St. Clemente? Yeah. Uh, was it closest last time? No. No. He no. won by 60. He <laughs> won by 60. 60. Something. 50 or 60. No, it was 60. Something. Wait, I got to claim my fame, though. No. But uh, we had a home court advantage, and we uh, everybody blew up, for sure. Yeah. Including this guy, guy dropped. Are you Whammy guy? No, I haven't surfed. I did if, like yeah, burn last whammy? year, and then this year I've been on injury reserve. Yeah. yeah. I got to surf in it. You did? Yeah. I... No big deal. I won my uh, intercomp contest. No nice. big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. First. <laughs> no big deal. I yeah. ran me to 10. It's Lending, okay. go verti- get verticals. <laughs> now I'm going to use the figure eight. Do the figure eight, Lending. Figure eight. Figure, figure eight. eight. All yeah. right. Well, um, dude, dude, congrats. Gotta, anybody could wrap hit, this up. Anybody could hit you up for coaching. How, where have they get a hold of you? Um... That's a good question. What's uh, your uh, handle? DM at Surf Coach Post. Instagram. Okay, Instagram. That's, yep. That's basically the easiest. Surf Coach Post? Surf Coach Post. Yeah. Can't be more simple, right? Easy. And uh, sunscreen? The Tava sunscreen. Yep. In case you want to talk solar, 
or or, uh, or financials or financial education. Yeah, I'm down to talk. Nice. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how do we wrap this up? Yeah. yeah. No, we all wrap. I, I, so this has been fun. WFG. Guys. This has been really fun. WFG hit you up for that too. Yeah. The and solar and surf solar coaching. surf coaching. Oh wait, and the tab of sunscreen. And the tab sure. of sunscreen. The tab of sunscreen to me, uh, this one needs to take off. Yeah, yeah. it works really good. Yeah. But I, I've talked to quite a few guys that are in the sunscreen market, and they said it's the hardest thing ever. Yeah, I ended up coaching the guy that start coaches the kid that and the dad started uh, Waterman. Mm. Pretty cool. And he had the he's like the formula was insane. As soon as we. When it was small, it was incredible, and then Scale. when we blew it to big, the formula changed a little bit, and it was we couldn't get, we couldn't match the original formula. Yeah, hands on. Yeah, Just but be. it's all part of um, whatever life. Yeah. Well, congrats! Yeah, congrats! Um, We've got some gifts for you. Yep. No way! Yeah, we got the late night with chalky hat. Epic. Um, some koozies. Too. Thank you, Left Coast Novelties. Novelties. Yeah. Uh, we're also sponsored by Loose Towels. Yep. yep. So we there got a go. little desert bloom for you. Yeah. And then, um, and then want to thank Earth Pack uh, for sponsoring the podcast. They make all your packaging and bag needs. They do all the surf shops up and down the coast. What a family of four, right? It's like Christmas. Yeah. Yep. It is Christmas. It is. Dude. Bonsai Bowl. What? Live life Joe? in the ball, Joe Bard. Joe Come on, Bard. Joe. Thank you. You know you got Joe. one of those right around the corner for me down in San Clemente. Joe, Joe helped me sponsor one of my like first like summer surf programs I did. Yeah. And I got to pass out some like gift cards to all the kids. He's it was cool. Dude. Joe's awesome. Uh, Caballero pools and spas. If you're in the in the mix of adding a, a wave pool in the backyard, I mean uh, just a, a, a nice jacuzzi tub. and lounge pool. Uh, we got a hot tub. I highly recommend getting a hot tub. Yeah, yeah. they do it. They do they a sick ones. Uh, yeah. We're also sponsored by uh, Neon Wave, and uh, right now they're doing uh, for 150 bucks. I think it is. They get a free late night with chalky hat on thisisneonwave.com. Yeah. So never too late to go enter do the some shopping. Late night. Promo code. Late night get promo. Uh, Murph. Murph bikes. bikes. Dude, those things are sick. Fuax. Yep. Finless skateboards. Clear weather shoes. Clear weather brand. Yep. Uh, we're, we're, dude, you guys are flowing. We need some more. We, you guys need more sponsors? Yeah. yeah. I like it. Always. Yeah. Always. You can but, find uh, it in our uh, all Colby of our Plus. handles. Yeah, Colby Plus. Yeah. They got it's direct to consumer wetsuits, but in accessories yep but the colby suits. independently owned yeah. yes robert colby yeah colby plus yamamoto and sick german like you know like zippers and per- i'm gonna have to like, write something down here yeah i know sponsors we're kind of blowing it yeah we're sorry guys keep sponsoring us yeah. we'll, we'll 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 get through these <laughs> the list infomercials is the list is coming yeah, yeah. but hey dave no. thank you Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah, bro. Yeah. Thank that you. was awesome. That was awesome. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, you guys. Peace. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down, the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, 
the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. sunscreen. <laughs> Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at inherentbummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 